Warning, if you're faint of heart or easily offended, this show is not for you. All right, this is a Nick Fertucci show. I am Nick Fertucci, and for Valerie Brill, let's go. You know what? First thing I want to tell you, I don't understand these fucking internet trolls. I, I'm tired of it. I'm just going to start blasting. Well, you, you keep responding to every single one of them, and like pretty soon, Poker Karen's going to go after you again. Well, fuck that guy. Wait, the Poker Karen's a guy? All right, guys, we're here in the studio with the Poker Karen. He's here live. Nobody ever thought this would happen. Not all three of us are going to leave alive. <laughs> Let's see who it is. Poker Karen, what the fuck? What the fucking kind of intro is that? <laughs> a duel to the death today, folks. Is it like that, uh, what's that show on uh, Netflix or whatever? Where Squid Game? Squid, Squid Games. Games. Yeah, is this Squid the Games. Squid Games of poker? Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, bring it on. All right, so all, we... jo all joking aside, this really is the Poker Karen. This is not a bit. The first part was a bit. Uh, no. Duh. So... <laughs> We're here. Uh, we don't them. have like a set plan. We're going to see what happens here. Um, I don't think anyone in the world would have thought that this would happen. Um, and we're going to talk about it. Val, what do you got? So let's start off with the fluff. Okay. Okay. So uh, who are you? Um, why are you the biggest troll on on poker Twitter? But basically, who are you? Where do you live? Do you you play poker? I can tell you Give where he lives. Of... <laughs> I can tell you where he lives. Allegedly. I got all three addresses. <laughs> the both of them are trying to dox each other right now as we speak. So yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Do you uh, like long walks on the beach? I definitely like long walks on the beach. Um, fuck, where do I begin? Uh, degenerate from a very very early age. Come from a long line of degenerate gamblers. Uh, grew up in a very blue-collar family uh, on the outskirts of L.A. At about age 20, decided to uh, take up a, a life of crime. Did that for about 10 years. Was pretty successful What at type it. of crime? Uh, I was very good with making paper things for people, uh, driver's licenses, mm. things to go with that. Yeah, fraud. Um, not necessarily fraud, because... <laughs> More for like identity the cops purposes. Cops are going to show up at the end of this podcast. <laughs> oh, sh I picked up a fucking fraud case from. A well, see, there are fraud cases. Back. There are fraud cases once you catch someone that does that, right? Right, yeah. but I, I literally was known as the DMV for a while. I yeah, was, <laughs> I was the, I was the go-to guy if you needed uh, documents and things like that. And then I branched out to uh, creating mail drops for people, uh, having storages and safe houses and things like that to coordinate. Uh, a lot of illegal activity. Yeah. So, so why did you stop? Did you get caught? or? Um, well, I've been caught off and on throughout the years doing uh, stuff like that. I just had a jury trial recently for something. <laughs> we won't even go into that. Uh, I, like to, I like to say I'm retired, but I don't think you're ever like completely out of the game because once you have a skill set, it is something to fall back on. But uh, when I hit 30, I was like, okay, the goal is when you hit 30, you know, bought a nice house on the hill and uh, was dating, like, was in my first real relationship with a woman named Casey, yeah. who was an attorney. Uh, I seemed to be attracted to people in the legal field, although she wasn't a criminal attorney. Uh, she's doing really well. We were together three and a half years and 
picked up the most massive fraud case from hell and we fought it pretty hard for a while and then they were threatening to go after her because she's an attorney and you know we share everything so um, not so much worried about her testifying against me but worried about her losing her profession so it was time to split ways became a fugitive for a while which almost culminated in a shootout at the Hard Rock. And, uh, yeah, that was a day to remember. So the cop thing on my end may have been one of the... Uh, We're just glazing over that shootout at the Hard Rock? <laughs> cop and a criminal. Cop and a criminal. No, go ahead. Dig in. Yeah. No, that... What the hell is that? Uh, okay, so for the uneducated is how the bail system works in California. I was out on a rather large bail, all cash. And uh, when you don't show up for court... The bonds have been especially me since it was a very large amount of money. Uh, they come after you hard. And I'm the DMV. I'm the guy that has the IDs in the safe houses and stuff like that. Uh, I was Will Farrell for a while. I literally paralleled his identity for a while, which is pretty funny. Um, so they were after me, and they have six months to get you. So when six months hits, the authorities can still come after you, but the bondsmen are fucked for their money. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So six months goes by, and I have not spoken to a single family member, a single friend. Like you literally, like in that movie Heat, you got to be able to just to fucking disappear. Yeah. And I made a living out of disappearing people. So trying to find the guy that makes other people disappear, it's just not going to happen. Except they know I'm a swinger and they know I'm a gambler. So they've literally contacted, and this is 1999, 2000, where we're still using fax machines. They faxed every hotel and casino in the nation. They faxed every swing club in the nation. And they said, you find this guy, we're going to hand you a big pile of money to turn him in. And uh, so after six months, I started getting a little bit loose. Okay, maybe I'll gamble a little bit. Maybe, uh, you know, I'll go to the clubs, get my fuck on. Big mistake. So I uh, had a security at the Hard Rock, which is now the Virgin. Uh, the Hard Rock was kind of my home for a while. From the day it opened, that was my spot. And uh, I was there under an assumed identity, even though people knew me. And I had come back for March Madness uh, after being there for um, uh, New Year's because I'd always wanted to do a big thing on New Year's. Like from the time I was like 10 years old, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be this age when the millennium hits and I'm going to be in the middle of fucking Times Square watching that ball drop. And uh, so I had to compromise, go to Vegas, and I brought some girls with me that had never been there, and everything's, like, free, and they're like, holy shit. Uh, we're staying at Mandalay. So I got comfortable. What I didn't know is six months had gone by, and they were like, oh, hold on. Um, somebody applied for credit under my name in, like, Mississippi. And they were like, nope, that's a – we've – we Oh, extended. It it's extended. a sighting. They extended three months. Mm. Oh, wow. And then my niece was 10 at the time, and she had a golf ball-sized brain tumor. And she was in UCLA. And to give you an idea of how hard the bounty hunters go after you, they went and visited my, my niece in the hospital a day or two after she had brain surgery. Wow. And she thought I'd come to visit her. So when they started asking her, she was like, yeah, no, he was here yesterday. He came to visit me, which wasn't the case. Yeah, she just was confused. Three more months. So now instead of having six months, they had nine months. They had a year. The day before that year would be up and no more extensions, like, fuck that. I'm checking into the hard rock. 
to go hang out at Marge Madness. I've got my suites. I have people coming to see me and stuff like that. And they're stationed all over the place ready for me. And I'm not going down without a fight. Uh, breakaway fanny pack with a Glock 26 in it, a Beretta 92FS in my suitcase, lots of extra magazines. Um, I'm ready to dance. Got a lot of cash on me, different identities, ready just to do whatever I have to do. And as I'm checking in, I see housekeeping and I say, oh, hey, I have a bunch of friends coming. Can I get a bunch of extra towels and whatever? Here's some money. They were like, cool, here you go. Four bounty hunters approach that same housekeeper and go, we're here. Uh, my fake name back then was Jeff with a G. Uh, a G off. <laughs> God, that's the worst spelling of Jeff G-off. ever. <laughs> but it's good if you're using it for an alias because yeah. it kind of like you're not just throwing out Tom, Dick, or Harry or whatever. It's like, oh, I'm Jeff with a G. And it was a parallel of an identity of an attorney from Orange County. I'd cracked the Orange County Recorders database so I could get any um, birth certificates out of there. Don't try this at home, kids. Um, So I would pick attorneys because, you know, attorneys don't have cases pending. You know, they probably got their shit together and stuff like that. You can do background on them. So Jeff with a G, uh, so they're like, oh, we're friends of Jeff with a G. And I hear something outside my door, and I just set the fanny pack down on the uh, like TV thing or something like that. And I look through the peephole, and it's fucking four bounty hunters just rushing through the door, and the maid's in the middle. So I grab the gun, and I'm like, she's going to become collateral damage. Yeah. I have no problem off of these fuckers, but I'm a sociopath. Um, not psychopath, different story. Yeah. Uh, but civilians don't get involved. That's just that's just wrong. You still have a moral code, within reason, <laughs> right? <laughs> within reason. So, uh, but the bounty hunters, especially, I found out later after the fact all the shit they'd done to my family and the ex girlfriend and friends like that. You know, all these threats and shit like that for them to turn me in, and they were like. Seriously, we have no fucking idea where he's at. So I'm on the sixth floor of the original Hard Rock, the original tower. And they have the the double doors that open up. And, you know, so I hop and I run the ledge the whole way. And the ledge is like that. But I'm I'm in crazy shape back then because I'm ready for anything. So I, I run one end. I have to run back. They don't know I have the suite next door. I jump over that, go through the suite, and we're in the hallway. And I'm like got the gun behind me and there's one guy looking all like Deion Sanders playing you know cornerback or something like that ready to fucking take me down and I was just like it's just kind of a moment of truth if, if this is where I want to go with life if I want to take these guys out and then you know really just fuck my shit up but at the same time I was facing 43 life sentences so prior to that so you know, where the fuck are you going to go with this? What'd you do? How are you here if you're facing 43 life sentences? The case was bullshit. So the original fraud case that they brought against me when I was young, I picked up some strikes and... Oh, thank you. Uh, When I was young, before the three strikes law ever was a thing, your attorneys would just go, hey, even if you didn't do this, just plead out to it because, you know, it's going to work out better or whatever. And then when the three strikes law came out, we were all like, well, fuck, we already have our strikes. Like our third case, which could be anything back then, prior to Prop 36 going in. Yeah, you could steal a bicycle and go get life, right? There was, a, at one point, that. there were 500 people in California State Prison for petty theft with prior offenses and the strikes. 
doing 25 to life and do the math on that. It's about 80 grand an inmate. So you're talking a couple million dollars. Why can't anyone get it right? It's either off the charts wrong that way where it's so stupid or now, you know, everyone's getting away with murder. So it's just, there's no perfect balance. I was ahead of my time because if I had started the shit I did 20, 30 fucking years ago and was doing it now, who cares? You know, it's like bond is next to nothing. Whereas, you know, we were paying. I had a bond. I uh, picked up a case in Chicago where it was like 200000 in cash. And, like, they wanted to know where every single dollar came from. And that was – took three weeks for my people to put that shit together. My OCD needs to know what happened in that fucking hallway. What happened? I just gave it up. Oh, you gave up. Okay. I didn't catch that. All right. So you gave up. He would yeah. have been probably dead if he pulled out the gun because there were a bunch of cops there. Maybe he is dead. <laughs> I don't know. I wanted to hear it. Reincarnated as the fucking poker Karen. I wanted to hear it. Yeah. So the poker Karen. Let's circle back. It's January. Everyone in corporate circles back. There we go. (laughs) So, so I'm, I'm just curious because I'm, I'm very taken aback at this whole thing. First of all, I thought you were going to be on Zoom. (laughs) The look on your face when I I I came rolling in. Ten seconds. Please do. So I tell Valerie, he's coming in. She misses it. She thinks it's Zoom. Because I'm assuming you're in Las Vegas or yeah. the Bay Area. Well, and the initial offer was Zoom. Yeah, yeah, and you said I'd rather do it in person. I said, let's go. That's the best. And so you're out front. I get here. We come in. I walk down the hallway with you. Uh, Valerie comes out of the bathroom and turns and goes like this. And I said, here's the poker Karen. And the look on your face was like, <laughs> I saw a ghost. Holy shit. And uh, uh, for the here. record, she let she I'm sorry. You're right here. Veronica looks beautiful without makeup. <laughs> well, okay. All right. Yeah, the lighting Sociopath in here is really good. and habitual liar. <laughs> yeah. I get it. No, so, Possibly so, good lighting. Possibly good lighting. And like you spent a good amount of time. I mean, you attack everyone just to be just to be fair. You attack a lot of people. But you spent a lot of time attacking me. But mostly, Nick, you fucking hated him. It seemed like you did. I don't know whether or not you actually did. But like you spent a lot of time on Nick. And now... What the fuck is going on? Like, what are we doing here? So, so what? Uh, yeah, I want to know how you and Nick finally made up. You and can, I guess you can tell her because it's kind of a blur to me. I don't even know how that happened, and I'm not bullshitting. And like, now you're targeting Berkey, so I'm uh, I'm curious, like where this shift happened. I, I'm just so I'm, confused. I didn't tell him to target Berkey. This but whole Berkey won't, so confusing. But Berkey to me. won't believe it, so who cares, anyways? But go ahead. Berkey's always been a target when he fucks up, and when Berkey does good, yeah, I give him his fucking props. When Berkey like throw some shit out there and goes, well, I really hadn't looked at it before I came on the show. And Berkey will talk for a half hour, you know, totally trashing somebody or some situation. And then I'll get called out about it. And he'll be like, you know, a 15 second blurb two days later saying like, oh, okay, so maybe I didn't have a few of my facts right. And then he just goes on to the next thing. He can't just, if I fuck up, I will issue a straight up apology. I'll talk about it. I won't, you know. Did you issue an apology to Nick? Yeah. I think me and Nick, and it goes a while back. We got to a point where we were just like, oh, we're done fucking with each other. Yeah. Like, you know, the, yeah. you know. It was like a slow roast of you'd say something and I'd say something back and then it wasn't nasty and then this. And it just kind of slowly just dissipated. That's how I remember it. That's why I was saying you say it because I don't remember. He's kind of relentless. <clears throat> well, and also people. if... If you say or do something that I agree with, although I'm a troll, I'll fucking give you credit for, you know, something yeah. I actually agree with. And I think we got to where I was like, you know, where there'd be th- things you would talk about or post about or whatever. And I'm like, well, OK, that makes sense. You know what I think happened? And you can tell me if I'm wrong, but probably I, I transitioned 
from like a year and a half ago, kind of being like in the middle, we've talked about this a little bit, kind of like passive aggressive. I had one foot in, one foot out of like who I was trying to like appease everyone, but then also like being who I am. And, you know, maybe it's just because in the last six months, I've just taken the fuck you route. Like I'm just a nice guy. I won't fuck with you, but I'm just done taking it. Maybe that's, I don't know. I I just can't figure out what happened either. I really don't know. It it went from you being very reactive and we've talked about this a little bit in DMs that like, you don't realize it when you're a public figure, like shit's way different. Like people are going to come after you. I didn't, I didn't know that. I I mean, I too struggle with the fact that I kind of like you and I don't know how to deal with it. It's really weird. I feel uncomfortable a lot. I know it's, it's, it's a problem because I hated him for the longest time too. But not like publicly, not hated him. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. I just didn't like him. All right. And yeah. I, but. Gee, I might be able to relate to some of that. But you know. Although I've never really disliked Nick. Yeah. But you know, I respected him because he always, as a person who has been working with him, I've done poker media for a while. And I, I mean, I, I, I don't want to like toot my own horn, but I'm not that long. <laughs> but Nick's the only guy that like is like, I don't care what you say. I don't care like your response. I just want you to be honest and do and say what you want. And it's been pretty refreshing. I think so. So even though we're so different in so many ways. Every way. I like the fact that he doesn't tell me what or how or what to say. The the podcast is just a very organic, I think. Yeah. And you said to me prior to this, you go like, I'm not, I'm going to say what I want. Like, I'm not going to. And I said, who the fuck said you can't? Like, go ahead. Like, yeah, I mean, say like, what it, you want. like, I don't. I mean, it, I have you blocked, right? Right. And exactly. I, 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 I went through your tweets this morning, and they're a little different now than they were, like, let's say a year ago. And yeah. I feel like you've softened up a bit. And what's like, what's going on with that? There's nothing really interesting in the poker world to, you know, to go after. I don't think. But are you the poker Karen, or is the poker Karen like, um, a? A persona, a, a character you've created. It's a persona. Although I will go Karen on people. I, you know, if, if I have issues with, you know, somebody I'm doing a business thing with or a landlord or something like that, um, I wouldn't say Karen because Karens go pretty soft. I fucking. Yeah. So do you do you feel like um, you're kind of calling people out for bad behavior? Do you? That's the goal. That's the goal. So if someone's a good person, regardless of, I mean, regardless of their political stance or whatever, you know, I'm pointing at him. Uh, <laughs> By like, the way, he's with you. We no, talk. I mean, yeah. I'm Is obviously. that the right side of the table? Yeah. This is the left yeah, side of the table yeah, and this obviously. is left center? Yeah. No, she's with you. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm just uh, uh, like, uh, yeah, you're just, this is just, I'm, my, my brain's falling out of my ears. So, Sorry. so I have a question. So like you said, you, you like to go after people when they do something wrong. What was it with me? Was it Jack Four? Did you think that that was legit? What, what was the envy doing wrong to, to start our thing? From day one, the Jack Four thing, Robbie's innocent. I've fucking have flipped that investigation upside down. I've like blown up and checked every little last piece of footage and all that stuff and plus you have to look at the characters of the people that are involved you have to be like brian no sophistication whatsoever with his you know idiotic criminal things that he's done before and he also when he went on a patrick Coran show 
that dude's a fucking sociopath, not Patrick fucking Brian. Brian will not, you know, oh, the armed robbery thing I did. Yeah, no, that 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 wasn't really a thing and whatever. It's like well, fucking I have a carjacking on my record and that's yeah. fucking legit, although there was no gun involved. But, you know, car salesman fucking <laughs> stepped out of that car and I hopped over to the center console and said, see, ya, because I thought it was pretty funny. But here's funny. the thing. I, I had never said that Robbie was guilty. No, but at the same, and, and I never, uh, my ill will towards you early on when all this was happening was not because of that. Cause oh, okay. I thought you were going to do a legit investigation, but as part of my own investigation, mm-hmm. I had to investigate like, who are the owners? Who's has access to things, uh, stuff like that. And I started looking into everybody thinks I came up with out of the blue. Oh, like, you know, the better business bureau doesn't like Nick. If you've ever yeah. been in business, the better business bureau is the rake. Yeah, they, that's the right. They're they're not a government entity. They're they're a fucking private business that you know somebody complains to them, and then they send you something in the mail saying like, "Would you like to join the Better Business Bureau? It's only going to cost you X amount of money every year." Yeah, it's a pay for play. That's what I tried to tell people about my five or ten postings with thousands of people coming through, and I said, "Fuck you! I'm not paying you." That's like I was an eBayer. I had like a hundred thousand positive feedback, and I might have like five or ten negative feedback or something. But didn't like that. you didn't you post negatively about Nick in regards to that? But the thing that was interesting is all that stuff was already out there. It was all it wasn't stuff I was like organically sourced. I just went on Reddit and went like Nick Fertucci fraud, and stuff would come up. <laughs> so it's <laughs> so, uh, so funny. So I would just, but I had a voice for a minute. So, you know, Joe Blow goes on Reddit and says, you know, Nick's a piece of shit or whatever. Everybody's like, whatever. Nobody pays attention. Nick kind of like, you know, fucked himself when he went after me because all of a sudden, right around that time, I was becoming just kind of popular because I, you know, posted just like fun stuff, quirky memes and Mm. whatever. Uh, Memes of you and your carrot or not carrot corn Mm. thing and whatever. But I was doing back that back on my old account, too. The fact that nobody pieced that together that I that the that memes was the were kinky the same. ringleader. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Nobody nobody put those together. So um so I had maybe five hundred followers and I was just getting up to about a thousand right as Jack Ford was hitting, and then Nick posted that thing saying, you know, I've my investigators and blah 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 figured out who the poker Karen is, and I'm like, I know that didn't happen. Uh, you know, we're gonna do the reveal and whatever. So now I go from a thousand followers to two thousand followers. So you created half of my audience with that tweet. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> I appreciate it. You'll probably get more now. You know what's really funny is there's, it's okay to say, yeah, you don't give a shit what I say. Um, so when I had, because it's so stupid, because if this happened to me right now with a different poker Karen, nothing. I, I don't I, know. No, I don't know. You if always I, say that. But I think that no, you're no, lying to yourself. No, fucking try me. All right. So <laughs> try him. Yeah, try me. So the, I'm telling you the truth. All right. So you still like to argue with people with like I, anonymous accounts with three followers. I didn't say yeah. Because and you'll send me screenshots and be like, "Did you see what this?" Blah, 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 and then I see you. Well, the respond. guy the guy looked like Grover, <laughs> one of the Muppets. Dude, what's funny now is not only is Nick responding, but he's making his own memes. When yeah. you when you made that meme with Grover and yeah. that other dude, and, and you know the, the funny, guy replied to me, he goes, "Fuck, I see it." That's what was the funniest part yeah. was he fucking agreed with you, which <laughs> probably means you know he has he's but heard see, it before. When I send that, I'm not upset. I just feel like playing around so i don't care can you just let me be like say what i want to say okay. all, right. all right so just uh, this one time <laughs> at band camp uh yeah so uh, i don't remember what was i saying can you tell me i don't want to listen to her what, what was i saying uh f- 
God, she does this to me, man. Um, it's not me. It it's is. literally his brain. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, like, who do you choose to target? Um, people that don't take getting targeted well, obviously, if okay. you want responses. So, to the point. Okay, that was what we were talking about, and that was me. What I'm saying is, back then, when I was new to this, that really, I, I admit it, hello, that but I wanted this to choke you out, okay? Like it really bothered me. Looking back on it now, what if I'd been into that though? What? Yeah, that's true. You probably <laughs> knowing you, Kiki Ringleader, you probably dig it. But here's the thing: I'm telling you right now, if you or someone like you did that, it wouldn't have the same effect to me. I didn't get it, and I you, agree. Yeah, and so you you could still see that in my responses. Like I still like they're funny responses. I'm not. I, mad. I don't think Velma agrees though. No, she doesn't well, agree, but so that's okay. We haven't never agreed Velma. on anything. <laughs> And so, oh, that's a good one. So, oh God. So, point is, is yes. And and the funny thing I was going to say about him is, when he really upset him because I was trying to dox him, I had all three addresses, kind of. One I had a little wrong. You're gonna have to show me those later because I don't think you have it. Okay, I will. Because I, I knew you were in. Can I say the places? Sure. You were in San Francisco. Well, you but had that's moved in my profile. The, you you have moved from the towers to. Uh, uh, to another place. I think I have that. It doesn't matter. But point is, is, um, but it was funny because one of the guys that I had checking into it found a Greg Shema <laughs> in the same building as him. And you knew who he was and what floor he was on. So I had your first name right, but by, but, but, but fucked up. And then you did a tweet where you just went, Shama, 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 And then Shama, remember Shama, the one Shama, with Shama. Kinky Ringling? Right. Yeah, so. Anyways, but again, it, it was. Two middle-aged men trying to dox each other, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And then he doxed the wrong This is what the world's guy. coming to. Dude, it cost me $7,000. I wrote up a full complaint oh, to just fire Christ. a missile into the bunker. I and, did not know that. Okay, listen. I, the, people can make fun of me on it. And then, literally, I'm not joking. I sat there one day after it was like, he's like, do you want to fire it over? And I thought to myself, the fuck am I doing? Who cares? And that was it. <laughs> you could have given me five grand. I would have took a week off. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, go ahead, Val. Do, do your so thing. So you, you said earlier that you're kind of the guy who goes after, like you want the truth out or, or you see something wrong and you're whatever it is you said when we first so started this interview. So even though you're a criminal, you want the but, truth. But, well, but yeah. you just said that you go after people who Retired are... Retired criminal. ...are sensitive in, in oh, getting she's gone this. after. Oh, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, which one is it? It seems like maybe it's a little bit of both. You want, you're the cat with the yarn and you want you want to go after those very sensitive people. Or do you actually want to, want to get to the bottom of things and get to the truth? Both. And are also stop answering for our guest. I'm it, answering for me. It also depends on how mentally stable I think the person is. And I could see Nick was. <laughs> no, she I, loves this. I could see it. How was, is this turning on me with my co-host? Well, he attacked me too, but I was like, ah, oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I could see when it was actually hurting you, and the time I got why really do you upset, gain pleasure from the that? The time though? I got really and, upset is, and when that's you where dox, you draw a line. I'm dox, a different kind of sadist. <laughs> When you dox a family member of mine, that's when it really got serious for me. Right, when that's I mentioned when I a few things about thing Gina, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was just like, come on now. Go ahead, go ahead. No, but why Focus do you on have, me. But why do you have him here? Like, do you guys understand what you're talking about? Do you so guys what? understand what you're doing? Both of you are sociopaths, I think, yeah, now. I, yeah, I... And now you're buddies. I own up to that. Oh, oh. dear God. Okay, yeah, so... I'm fine. Oh shit! She has notes. I didn't bring notes. I brought a freaking book for the cats. I mean, it's 
Oh, nice. We'll make sure they get it. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you because he won't because he the fuck no because he thinks that Berkey thinks that he makes me ask things right okay. and that's not the way it is like i'm genuinely like i i respect Berkey. Can you imagine I how like, that would fly but, if i tried to get you to no say i know like that's the thing like <clears throat> it's an insult to me because yeah. like i know even when he gives me notes like he's like hey can you ask this i'm like fuck you i'm not asking that i will do what i want you know how i i just hate being told what to do and for the record so, i was supposed to be wearing this today put it on then Yeah, this is oh, here be he a major he, He's putting on a three-piece suit, ladies and gentlemen. Are you taking your pants off? Oh, you're. Hooked. Oh no, yeah, I, no. I, I, <laughs> I hooked myself under there. I was gonna. Uh, yeah, much better. Look at you. Better, there yeah. you go. Going yeah. with that. Going for the zaddy look. Like look the there. general you, in the porno. No, no, no. You look <laughs> like. <laughs> you look like the Jerry Springer security guard, Steve. <gasps> Steve, there Steve, you go. Yeah. yeah. Steve got a. He got a show after. Yeah, uh, he had his own after show. After Jerry went. So this is your man. Do I just? You're like, telling me this is your man. Do I just change out the tiles here and I <laughs> yeah. get my own show? So it's pretty much that easy. So you're targeting Berkey now. Why Berkey? I don't know if I'm necessarily targeting Berkey because Berkey just doesn't fucking listen to what anybody says anyhow, and he's got his whole house full of people that are just going to be like, "Yes, Daddy." Uh, <laughs> You know, we live under the same fucking roof as you. So uh, why wouldn't we agree with everything you say? Um, I've taken shot at Berkey, shots at Berkey off and on. Um, but do you respect him? I've lost respect for him. Why? Which makes me sad because the bigger his voice grows and the more he feels hungry to put out content that is more clickbaity than actually helping the poker community and he wants to sit there and be like I'm helping the poker community and part of the reason I think he thinks he's helping the poker community that's the problem he has convinced himself that this character he has created of himself is you know the savior of the poker community and the podcast is growing and so I feel and which is why I also went after you guys I feel like there need to be checks and balances. You just can't be like, we have the biggest platform. We're going to fucking do whatever we want. Berkey's got a big platform now. We got to do whatever we want. When I called out WSOP about a guy wearing fucking spy glasses in the middle of the main event and not a single fucking news source picked it up after 370,000 hits, we're not doing the poker community right if we're being selective of like, oh, no, it's a popularity contest. It's not right or wrong. It's just who's popular. Okay, they're popular. We're not going to go after them. Well, I, I think it's a popularity contest because we don't have a governing body. Like, we don't actually have any enforceable rules or laws, Absolutely. right? Everyone gets away with everything. Right. Didn't you uh, team up with Possle? <laughs> no. That's, no? That, where our falling out started was when I think you thought I was Possle or whatever. You you did a tweet. And I then... thought that you were either uh, Apostle sympathizer or okay. Or Apostle, or one of his friends, or something. Right, because you you had said something. I think it was to WSOP Brian, uh, who also was back on my kinky ringleader um, Twitter thing. Was like, oh, now we figured it out. Like, you know, it's Apostle or whatever. And then I was like, I don't know anything about Apostle, so I'm not gonna you know trash talk him or whatever. I've never spoken to him. I have no <laughs> means of communication with him. I've had people offer me ways to speak with him. 
I can give you his number. I have it. <laughs> but uh, no, the reason just is... Just of no interest. Do you know why uh, I thought that? Because like for a couple of years after I uh, put out those tweets about him cheating, him and all his buddies, he had like multiple alt accounts his buddies did too right his his girlfriend who's like grandma poker in the bay area who gets kicked out of the casino after 20 hours every single time because we have a 20-hour rule she's kind of <laughs> a degenerate they all of them like had multiple accounts like constantly trolling me constantly like it was a pretty rough time for me so i just thought you were just another one of those and even uh, Todd Whittless, I always say his name wrong because I've... I don't like Initially, him. I read it just Todd Whittless. So um, Todd's another like polarizing figure who's got a voice. He's but, right sometimes, but he's right for the wrong reasons, I think, a lot. And some of the times he's been very wrong, has been like subject matter, you should not be going there. And he just can't see it when he's wrong. He's just... he like. His brain doesn't flex in that way, if that makes sense. And that's he doesn't all I understand of- when he writes about women and he like talks about their looks or their shirt. You remember that last thing that oh, blew up yeah, on him? Oh, yeah, that. Uh, you know, they it, were trying to cancel him over that. Yeah, yeah. Like he doesn't. He didn't understand why that was wrong. So his brain just grew up at a different time and is like in a box. That's when he. He trashed a, Lindsay, right? Yeah, yeah, Lindsay. And Lindsay's fantastic. And Lindsay's open so about her lifestyle and like, why are you? Why are you saying anything about it? You know, it's like, oh, if she's not married with four children at home, like breastfeeding, like she's a bad woman. She's a slut. Right. This well, one even is more like mentally flexible than Todd. And, you know, I'm a lifestyle person. So when somebody goes after <laughs> sounds, somebody who you like know, is Todd poly or part of lifestyle with, uh, with you. So, so <laughs> Todd also thought a lot of those people were possible related and whatever. And one of them came into a spaces one day and he was like, holy shit, like that's an actual person. And yeah, so yeah, I, uh, so clueless I'm- on the possible thing other than it being a super prime example of you can have all the circumstantial evidence in the world. Nothing happens. There's no repercussions right. when you cheat in poker. Nothing. Right. Especially you're doing it on camera. <laughs> and, Isn't and, it crazy? And what if, if he was getting stuff fed to him, you know, on his phone or whatever and not sitting oh, he was. there, you know, watching Pornhub. Um, how stupid do you have to be? Because why don't you just farm that fucking information out to somebody who's out in the parking lot fucking getting the information and sending it to you on an earpiece and not having to win every fucking hand? Well, that's li- li- what criminals end up doing. They start to... Because he's a little bit of a narcissist, so he can't see past himself, criminals. right? And I, yeah. <laughs> there's a, I forget what the tagline is when uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels came out. It was something like an embarrassment to criminals everywhere. And I happened to just be like walking by an artsy theater in Hollywood, and I saw that on the marquee, and I was like, I gotta go see that movie. That sounds funny. Because... As somebody who was, you know, a professional career criminal who sets himself to a pretty high standard, which sounds funny because you're a fucking criminal. When people have an opportunity like that to really, you know, we'll use Nick's term, make some cheese. um, (laughs) How do you squander something like that by just like fucking staring at your lap and making ridiculous plays instead of just being like, okay, having somebody else controlling what's going on and saying, okay, here's our move. 
this person's got second nuts, you got first nuts, we're going to get a lot of money in, not like, oh, you won with fucking nine high or you're, you know, just making absolutely ridiculous plays. I mean, which it's often the case that criminals reveal themselves because they just feel so at ease with getting away with it. Like you got caught on the last day, right? Right. Of your... March 17th, 2000. Yeah. A day I'll never forget. Uh, do you have any questions? Because I just have a question. Go ahead. Yeah. So you were anonymous for a while. Right. And then you slowly started coming on spaces. And um, now here you are in person, kind of self-doxing. Right. <laughs> what, ha- what happened? Why the change? Why are you now okay with revealing yourself? I, I think it freaked out people when I went on spaces first. And they're like, that bitch has got a deep-ass voice. Yeah. So was it for a minute you thought... When I would post sexy pics that it was me cross-dressing? Yes. <laughs> That's one of the funniest things. I thought it was you cross-dressing too. Really? Yes. Yeah. Holy shit. What did you think we were going to think? I don't know. I just... these. Well, I mean, just it was a man in like... Random pictures that I like... heels who... I don't know. Was there... Did I ever post a picture of a man in pantyhose yeah. and heels? Because yeah. Because remember, she, oh, shit. she dragged you and said something like lose weight or something because like, oh, it was right? like a fat guy in like high heels and did I, did I respond <laughs> this is before you blocked me or oh i yeah i i used to just like I, I, you went after me hard for a while so oh, yeah. if i saw anything yeah i would pounce i had a big file too <laughs> big file <laughs> but but okay. but as i went through it i was big just like file. why why no you know, I, I don't know what you could possibly. I, I posted, How much for that file? No, I'm not. No, I'm not saying it was like you know super crazy shit that would have uh, you know shown you in a bad light or whatever. Um, I think when I posted the alt Twitter or whatever, that kind of like confused people a little bit. But you explained that on a Spaces recently, where you were like being a Republican in fucking Canada and being a Republican out in the United States is. F- far different animal yeah i got to the states and i was like yeah i'm republican yeah i'd vote for trump and then i was like oh shit no i was surprised when i tweeted that out that you just didn't put it into context but i didn't feel like responding to you i didn't feel like i had to respond right to like you. you have no like to i respond just to me. i don't care like people were messaging me like oh my god did you see this is that your actual account i'm just like dude like what the fuck do you think that someone stays stagnant for their entire life was like it- I, I used to be married and you're like, oh, is this her alt account, her fighter pilot? Yeah, my ex-husband's a fighter pilot. Exactly. And what, did, what else did you find that's the fucking truth? Right. You know, it's just like weird to me. Was like, it Veronica Star? Was that it? Yeah, I used yeah. to two always. Two R's? I, yeah, I, I always know. used to put Veronica Star with two R's. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I have some porn names like that, too, where you just like this. Every, yeah, a lot of people to used to be like, is that your porn name? Yeah, but that was... Uh, that was my like online name for a while when I was like in my twenties and thirties. So. As opposed to now being in your thirties and mid thirties. Yeah, yeah. Thank there you. you. Oh, look at that. Aww. He's trying to win me over, Aww. folks. Oh yeah, we're you know this close now. Yeah. <laughs> so what was the question? Uh, and and I th- uh, one side note is, and I I rarely get DM'd by people super rarely and a lot of times I just don't even bother to look at them because I just unsolicited DMs do nothing for me. Um, When I posted that, my DMs blew the fuck up. That's not her account. There's no way. And I was just like, whatever. I got a lot of defenders on there. I was like, that's interesting. My boyfriend says I have a simp army of men. He's like, you can't put anything out there. They're all skewed towards your, what you want. And how how many minutes are we in? I think people are like, uh, like, 
gauging how long you go uh, without I, throwing out the boyfriend thing. Yeah, yeah. I also uh, have less haters now, including you. So because there you, you have go. a boyfriend? No, no, no. Just in general, they just eventually just started tolerating me. Got it. Yeah, I get it. You know when you start not wanting to fight anymore? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's, there's no fun in that. Too. Like when Nick stopped fighting, I was just like, oh, shit, where's the fun in posting? Now, now I'm just going to reveal I, myself. I, Nick doesn't want to fight. I literally fight. did. I just, said I just I throw care. the rest of the file away. Was he your number one customer? Yeah. Well, For a while. With, with Nick, it was interesting because as we were speaking on earlier, he was very reactive at first. Yes. Uh, then you went on your little Mia Culpa tour for for a bit, like just trying to you know be all warm and fuzzy. And yes, yeah, it was stuff up. like that. Yeah, passive uh, aggressive. And then you went back to this isn't me. Fuck you. You know, yeah. if you guys don't like me, fuck you. I have the biggest poker fucking show in the United States in in the world. Like you know, fuck you. Who cares? You know. Yeah. Uh, you even said on the spaces once you were like, all right, as I'm driving home in my nice car to my nice family to my nice house, you know. Yeah, well, someone whatever. fucking whatever went at me. I said, yeah, I'll I'll try to be okay driving home to my family. Like, fuck <laughs> you. You know what I mean? I think what people don't get and something I started, I don't want to use the word admired, but started seeing in you is you have a wicked quick wit. And I like that. Like, he does? <laughs> I See, not. he made you laugh right there and didn't even have to say anything. Oh, God. She laughed at herself. That's the only one to laugh at her. Jokes. So I'd sit there and say to myself, like, He's being all reactive when all he's got to do is just whip out the fucking wit and just start yeah. fucking with people, belittling I them, legitimately will say probably shit out for there. the last time, but probably not. I literally didn't understand it at first. Like, I, I, I just didn't get it, and I was trying to figure out what was the best fit, and, then I, and, and literally at one point it just snapped, and I said, I don't fucking care. Like, whatever. Wait, there's more <clears> than <throat> one page? Yeah, yep, I yep. feel so unprepared. Brought my book, my chocolate milk. Yeah, you, I know. You brought so, chocolate, chocolate milk. milk. That's what I asked him. I said, what are you, 12? I was going to let you guys free roll on guessing what's in there. <laughs> no, we should take a sip and, and pray for the best. Oh, shit. There might be some LSD, probably too. Some, Who knows? Cialis in there. Cialis in there. <laughs> How many people jumped on that? Uh, I used to always on my other Twitter account, when I do pictures, I always put little, what do they call them? The Easter eggs in there. Mm-hmm. So I threw a, a bottle of like fucking Cialis in one of my pictures. And what's funny is like everybody fixated on that. But there's like a big fucking metal cock ring next to it, which I use as my card protector. And uh, nobody said a word about that. I love when I play and the dealer will be like, I know what that is. And I'll be like, all right, part of the tribe. So listen, so speaking of cock rings, you were in the porn industry, (laughs) correct? Okay, yeah. You were in the porn industry. I've actually not clips. In what way? Yeah. (laughs) I've only sent him clean clips of me like playing cops Like a commander or a cop. Yeah, I've never seen any of the other stuff. You actually... Were one of the actors in a porn video? One of, yeah. Well, I guess. Like you weren't it takes directing more than one it. Actor. You weren't directing it, right? No. Although when I'm on set, the the directors love and hate me because uh, my whole life I'm just the problem solver. That's that was my nickname, the problem solver. When I was in the crime world, it was just like people would come to me and be like, "Well, we got this job, but we need this, or this doesn't make sense, or whatever." And I'd say like, "Okay, well, you know." Let me fucking think on it. Okay, let me. This solves this problem, and this solves this problem. And here, you can go do your caper or whatever it yeah, is. Go through the back door. That's the door that's open. <laughs> Pretty simple. <laughs> you guys are so much more alike than I thought. Just well, letting it's you just know. funny as we're talking about porn, and uh, he's going to the back door. So, so, so when probably I'm on, fair enough. So when I'm on set, I'm like the other director, and some directors are happy with that, and some directors are like. 
they'll literally be like, who's directing the scene? And I'll be like thinking to myself, I'm just trying to get us out of here earlier because sometimes you're a shoot is a couple of hours and sometimes you're shooting in the middle of fucking nowhere at an abandoned cement factory and we're all getting flat tires and the shoot bus runs out of gas and the people can't get it up and we've lost light and you know, shit like that. And I'm sitting there going, we're 12 hours in, let's get this fucking shoot done. Cause what people don't realize on porn shoots, when we're out at the cement factory in the middle of nowhere and there's like, f- there was five people in that scene. Fucking hot. Scene, you don't want to get wet in a cement factory, but yeah, go on. Well, it's just, that's a, that's a haul. Like we had fucking gasoline generators running the lights and porta potties like there there's why not just rent a room in vegas i don't understand well that's we did we shot three (laughs) scenes that week uh and they were trans scenes um and trans scenes are sometimes more difficult because there's hormones involved and whatever and people need to be able to like perform so the first two shoots of that week were just like fucking awesome we're shooting in a nice mansion and you know it was just you know a little bit of dialogue and they get it on and it's all good and you know then we fucking waste 30 minutes at the end trying to get them to fucking do what they do at the end of those movies um and then you know and the joke was like we were locked out when we got to that particular location and the owner wasn't anywhere nearby if you own nice properties it's a minimum of 500 dollars to loan your property out for the day to get shoots done and this guy had bought this house just to do porn shoots at you know that'll pay your mortgage and there's some so everybody's sitting around, and one of the girls, uh, fuck, what's her name? Fucking so hot. Uh, Chanel Santini. She was decked out, uh, whereas Natalie Mars was just kind of wearing her own little casual stuff. And you don't want to be out in the driveway with, like, camera people and director and hotties and whatever because you don't want to, like, front off that this is a porn shoot house. Mm-hmm. So i'm an alarm guy i'm an entry guy you know there there is no lock slowing me down i was gonna fuck with nick and come in here early not knowing like somebody might be here um, oh my god that would have been great for her <laughs> so uh <laughs> and your security <laughs> well, i mean if he can get in he can get in i don't know it's my forte so yeah. um so i just take a little walk around the house and next thing you know i'm opening the front door going come on guys let's fucking get this shoot done with or whatever they're like oh you know that's when the porn people started realizing, oh, he's a problem solver. He doesn't just sit there at a locked door and go, okay, we're just going to sit here and wait an hour until the owner makes it out here with the keys. He's going to fucking take well, care let me of business. Ask you, how, <clears throat> what got you into that business and how long were you in it? Uh, on and off fucking almost my entire life mm-hmm. just because um, from adulthood forward have just, you know, I lived in the San Fernando Valley. It's just porn everywhere. And you just start meeting. <laughs> I love California. You just start meeting porn people. One of my uh, one of my lovers, uh, <clears throat> like I don't even know her real name because so many people use fake names in either the BDSM scene or the porn scene and you just don't get to know them. You know, it's so funny. I went to a random like really wholesome party in LA and there were a couple porn stars there and they it's were just, just like the sweetest. I, I go to the Mercedes. I had no idea until someone's like, yeah, they're porn stars. I'm like, what? It's just, that's what they do for a it's living. It's just a lot of If you go to the Mercedes here, dealership yeah. in Sherman Oaks to get your car serviced or whatever, it's just like the fucking who's who of porn. That so. work there? No, that are getting their cars serviced. Yeah, service. they change oh. your oil. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm here da, for the... Da, uh... da. <laughs> While they're changing da, your da, oil. Da, da. Yeah. I need the rear end lube. So, <laughs> so yeah, I was. Uh, I had a play partner named Catherine that I knew when, uh, uh, 
when all my court stuff finally settled down and the appeals went through, I had to have a couple of successful appeals. Yes, I spent some time in prison while that happened. Uh, and prison in California is just like, whatever. Why didn't you break up? <laughs> we actually set up a few people to be able to get out of places because we had that much um, positions of authority. Like certain inmates get jobs that should not have those jobs. And I'm typically one of those guys who are like, how the fuck does he have control of all these things and whatever? And it's just like, well, I'm also very good at, you know, clerical stuff and keeping my bosses out of trouble because the guards and the free people, you know, the ones that do regular jobs or whatever, they fuck up and they need the problem solver to come in. You know, we can be on slam down lockdown, haven't been out of our cells in three months because it's just crazy out there. Like, you know, the, the CNN news helicopters were circling the yard at our last riot or whatever. But if somebody fucks up, all of a sudden they're like, Karen, how long were you in there? Yeah. That round three and a half years till the appeals well, went through. And how much total with all different times? Uh, yeah, I've done a year here, a year there. Yeah. Uh, what, little, what prison was that? This particular one was in Lancaster. It was so nice actually being close to home because California has roughly... So nice being close to home. <laughs> no, so prison. close, but yet so far away. No, like you get locked up. They're like, oh, go up to Pelican Bay. Well, fucking Pelican Bay is on the Oregon border. Like, and your family's in Southern California. Yeah, so, it's hard to get visits. Yeah, them coming up to visit or, you know, do anything constructive. Um, and that's that's a big problem with the system is it kind of separates you from your family. They don't really want you to be close to home. You have to, you know, pull some strings to stay to close to home. Is that just to make you more miserable? If you're too close to home, then whatever gangs or cliques or whatever you're from, mm. they have a lot of influence. So they want to kind of mix it up. So, oh, you're uh, you're the Sereno Southern Mexican. We're going to throw you up in Northern California so we can fuck with you or whatever. Um, they like. Uh, there's some movies. Shock Collar was one of them, which was very realistic. Most of the time I see a prison movie, I'm just like a bunch of shit. Why are they not consulting with us? Oh, I mean, yeah. I feel like that when I see a medical show or movie. Exactly. Well, just and like, my, my sister's a nurse and she'll just sit there going, uh, it's so like annoying. I can't watch half the, uh, like ER was terrible. Everything was off. Scrubs was off. And all they have to do is pay one of us a couple hundred thousand dollars to fucking, you know, just the same thing with like some cop stuff that like the, the, the um, what was the, End of Watch was pretty good, although it was a little bit out there in some ways. But most of the stuff, too, I, like as a cop, you look and you go, they're never going to do that. That's not what happens. Same thing with same and, and as a criminal, same thing when we're watching cop shows. We're yeah. just like, because, you know, cops and criminals, we get along. Like, Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. My thing with cops is like, you know, you'll see somebody on TV getting arrested or whatever, and they're fighting and whatever. I had the freeway shut down a mile in either direction once when they took me down on something. And, you know, when they finally were like doing the, you know, to get me out of the car and all that stuff, you fucking comply. It's like if you're in the game, like legitimately in the game, you comply when you get busted. Like you knew that was a consequence of being in the game. You don't fucking be like, oh, you just fucking, you know, yeah, man up, caught. woman up, whatever. So only petty criminals run. And plus cops respect legit criminals like they'll want to sit around and talk shop with you like that was some crazy shit did you spider-man up onto that fucking building to get up there or how did you we'll we'll go to drug court and sit in there and you know watch preliminary hearings all day long and we'll be like all right now we know what all the undercovers look like fucking you know stuff like that like those of us that do our homework and i'm a homework guy i'm like i'm very much into the details 
So, which made me valuable because they'd be like, you know, well, who do we know are undercovers? And I'm like, fucking, well, these are all these people I've seen in court and this is what they look like. And, you know, they work out of the organized crime division and whatever. Like, and I don't really get arrested by cops. Like I've been arrested by cops. I get arrested by like task force, task forces and organized crime units and you know, the DA's office. You know, I've literally just had the the DA's office show up at my house and be like, we're here to search. And we're like, okay, whatever. Fucking. When I was uh, researching some of his stuff, one of the funniest things ever was, um, I, wait, the, the, you have a file on me. Yeah, I have a big file. Oh on me. shit. Well, what were you... I was about to sneeze. <clears throat> oh, okay. Cause, um, uh, I thought cats. you were going to say something. So, uh, there's this thing where it's, he, he has a, uh, had or has a restraining order. And I read the, the details and it was him, it's just what it said in the details. Now he has may have a different story to it that he was stalking an old lady with a bullhorn. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this? And it's funny when you say old lady because like I'm pushing sixty. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Um, some fucked up shit went down to where uh, I was like Nick has this awesome little creative space and I always have a creative space. Uh, and during the lockdowns. I spent it at my creative space. That's my happy place. Uh, it's in San, Han- San Jose within walking distance of the airport Bay 101 in Matrix. So I was like, okay, I know these lockdowns are going to last a while. Where am I going to go? You know, my Vegas or am I going to hang out in San Francisco all depressed at my fucking place? Or am I going to be in my creative space where I'm happy? And I got into it with the people I was subleasing from and which is separate from this old lady. So their reaction was, well, the electricity is fucking built into the rent. Killers breakers. So they killed all my juice. And I'm like, no, 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 fucking. They don't. That's another thing, too. When, like, you don't know my background. You don't know, like, no, 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 no. You don't put baby in the fucking corner. I'm going to fucking fight back. So I looked up the person's address, <gasps> made a little sound bite, like calling her a bitch and whatever. Um Used part of the the bitches back song with Elton John, and I drove a car over there, and I fucking hooked up the soundbite to the car, rolled down the windows enough to where you could hear it when it's blasting, but not enough to where somebody get my car. I went for a walk and just fucking cranked that shit up at like six in the morning. <laughs> and I had sent an email maybe like two days later, and I said, "Work this shit out, or I will be peacefully protesting in your neighborhood near your three million fucking dollar house." And you'll see, you know. So $3 million house in San Jose is basically you know, a starter square home. foot, one, one bedroom, one bath. <laughs> right. I, I think I even commented in that email that that was on the lower end of things for that uh, particular neighborhood. I think it was Sunnyvale or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and, um, so what I didn't know is when I had sent that email, they put 24-hour security on her. And they put 24-hour security on the property where I had my creative space. So they were paying a fuck ton of money for like, this whole thing didn't go on for a month, but uh, while things got sorted out, it took about a month. So they were paying, I don't know, two or 3,000 a day for a month for security against me. Instead of just turning the lights back on? That's all I had to do, just flick those fucking switches back on. But she thought it was a bullhorn, but it was whatever you used. Right, when I read the restraining order, when I finally got it, (laughs) because Shama got fucking served, not me. So I didn't even know the fucking thing existed. Um, and his name is, I guess, close enough to mine or whatever. He just doesn't give a fuck when they would go serve him. He would just be like, okay, 
but they video record the the service, and there's like me and him are like night and day. So uh, besides, maybe he's got a nose on him because he's Israeli. So I had to look him up on Facebook, and I tried to reach out to him on Facebook and be like, "Hello, there's some confusion that you're me and I'm you and whatever," which is kind of impossible because I looked up your family and your brother is five months apart from me. So um, so anyhow. Uh, so yeah, when I read the thing and they were like bullhorn and this and that, and I was just like, <laughs> I just fucking connected it to Google play on my car and just fucking did a soundbite on a fucking loop. It wasn't even a soundbite. I did it like uh, a video of it. And the video is like, I, I don't have anything to shoot the video to. So it was like on a pop tart fucking packet or something like that, that the video was of, but I just needed the sound. So I just like did the, you know, you're a heartless bitch thing. And then I did the Elton John, the bitches back song to play on loop and just left it there. And I stroll off and, um, the police response is pretty fucking amazing in Silicon Valley. They were there and I want to say 10 to 15 minutes and I'm just watching it all play out. And that's when I realized like three big old security dudes got out of a truck and I was like, oh shit, they got security. security this yeah. is funny. But I'm a I'm a fuck you type, so I and I have to get my car back. So I just came rolling up and I was like, Are you guys here for me? And they're like, Is this your car? And I was like, Is there an issue? And they were like, and you know, all this shit transpired and whatever. And by then, although I can't talk much about them because there's non-disclosure agreements, anytime somebody writes you a fat check, uh, multiple settlements and things like that, and they were just like, go on your way. Like, Why did they write you a check? Because they were in the wrong. They cut off my electricity. Did you sue them or something? Actually, kind of the other way around. They came after me, and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. This is going to get ugly, and it's going to turn into a really big PR thing. And I know where you know the different properties are you on, and some of them are very high-profile studios so it was in like Hollywood. like mediation? We didn't even go to mediation. It was just kind of a fucking, unless you, remember, who was the guy that went after Rick Santorum? Oh, I don't know. His name was Dan something. He's a gay activist, and when Rick Santorum was wanting to run for president, he did search engine optimization so that if you searched Santorum in Google, it came up Santorum and it was a um, uh, like a definition, like a dictionary definition. And it was like the frothy aftermath of lube and fecal matter or something like like just some crazy ass shit. And Santorum hit up Google and said, like, literally, you search me and my presidential run doesn't come up, but this frothy fucking anal whatever stuff comes up. Change it. And they were like, no, it's all fair game. And if you know search engine optimization, which, you know, you're in the valley, you, you know, people. It's not my specialty, no, but. But I'm saying, like, when you fuck with Silicon Valley people, it's a whole different world because they know all the ins and out of all the tech stuff and they will go after you. And this guy went after him. So when this attorney came after me, uh, he's got, you know, just a quiet little nice practice. I started leaving reviews and things like that and posting in different places that same identical, you know, oh, how would you describe, you know, whatever the lawyer's name is fucking a, and I, I used the same wording basically paraphrased it a little bit. Cause I'm like, if this has already got through the court system, then I don't have an issue with it. And the same thing happened with me doing the soundbite out front of the, the woman's house. I took that from the Sopranos. Um, the Soprano dude. Um, I remember that when he was on the boat. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know if you watched The Sopranos. You can tell yeah. the story. 
well, yeah, it, I can't remember what the beef was, but he would be out on the boat just blasting whatever it was until he got his way or them to. So you just basically softly harass them until they paid you. Why not just until the power's on? Well, that was... they offered you money to stop or what's I'm just. They knew if they turn my power back on, they're going to have to deal with me forever. And I'm like, I won't say like people weren't paying their rent during the pandemic or whatever, but I'm paid up and stuff like that. I have no issues with all that stuff. So they know like this pandemic can fucking go on forever and I'm going to be at that property. And they just categorically If they do turn not your electricity off and there's no reason or law or precedence to do it, like there's a lot of mental health issues that could come along with being trapped in your house, uh, even with electricity, but without, you could go insane. Right. I mean, I, I could... I think it's illegal to ha allow someone to be in a place where you're turning off their electricity on purpose, especially if they've paid for it. Yeah, you can. Oh, yeah, no, it's... That's where you got paid. They probably knew that... Oh, yeah, the no, the liability the road, was huge. The attorney probably said, listen, if this goes legal, you're dead. You you know, you're, you're, a, you're a company. I won't mention some of the properties they have because it'll front off who they are and, mm -hmm. you know, then I'll have to fuck with these non-disclosure agreements again because they already have violated them. And then I'm like, all right, you got to give me another check because you violated the NDAs. But we're talking, you know, billions in real estate that they own and it's very iconic properties. They don't want that kind of PR stuff. And yeah, that's, the press is worse than, than the consequences. Yeah, you know, write me a fucking... I've no, I just never heard of people just like writing checks without like legal legally having to. If you want to it's protect, hard to if you want to protect your reputation or your business or your brand, people write checks. Because <clears> the <throat> problem is once you file a countersuit, then it's in the public record. Yeah, that's right. It goes on the, the record. And then it gets really ugly because they can write you all the checks in the world, but still that public record. Yeah, never and then away. you lose your leverage once once you, you know, uh, do that. So And I enjoy doing legal work. Like I say, I you know, mm -hmm. most most of my relationships have been with attorneys. I get along great with attorneys, cops, whatever. Yeah. So you know, hearing you talk like the way I look at trolls online most of the time, mm -hmm. and you probably will agree with me, most of the time it's just like I get trolled plenty. I, yeah, like I don't see very many women trolls. Like it's usually, to be honest with you, middle-aged, insecure, broke losers. Right, right. Here she is. There's no, it's true. It's true. Like I, I typically when men leave me really bad comments, I'm just like I kind of feel like their life is probably shit and they're angry. Like I'm sure you have seen a ton of that. But but you strike me as someone completely different. It seems like you're. You're almost you almost enjoy you almost enjoy like researching people and looking things up and getting to the bottom of things. Exactly. Like a troll just, you know, just says your tits are saggy and, you know, fucking you're a bleach blonde or something true, like so that. But that's not true, so it doesn't bother me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. Um, no, actually, I, I, I want answers to questions. Like I wanted to know what happened at Jack 4. I wanted to know like... Everything to do with the production, every, you know, are there leaks? Are there this? Are there that? Um, and like like when Kessler uh, kind of retweeted something like, oh, Nick wins all the time and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you want to know why Nick fucking wins? Because it's a soft game. And you're somewhere between a nit and a tag. Your VPIP isn't that high. That's how you beat that game. But if you play that way, you're not getting invited back because you're yeah. not an exciting player. Right. You own the show. You I've said it often. Part, not really that you need that as a revenue stream to the show, but as I a byproduct of owning that show, 
you know you're gonna make X amount of money every year just from playing because people will tolerate your style of play, your winning style, mm -hmm. because you own the but show. But he also loses, and I will defend him in this, whether he wins or loses, he's never going to satisfy those people. It always just looks bad. If he's winning, he's cheating. If he's losing, it, you then know. Then I lost my ability you, to cheat. Yeah. No, or he's trying to, he's losing on purpose so that it doesn't look like Right, he's right. Like, yeah. Which Postle has, there's, ha, did in the past too, but that's. There's been sure. times where I'm literally after Jack four trying to make a decision and I'm thinking, if I'm right, I'm fucked. If I'm wrong, it's going to be this. How's this going to play out in play? the press? But why play? Why did you keep okay, playing? Okay, so here's the thing. I'll tell you why. I shouldn't have kept playing right after Jack 4 because emotionally, when it was happening, I couldn't think or play. I was I was screwed up after that. With all the what well, what messed me up the most is the accusations about being a cheater. That really hurt me. Like that getting because I know that if that goes out too much, too wide, even if you're proven innocent, which I am, it, you you live with that, right? So I I hated that. And when I started the show, I didn't start the show so I could have a game that I could play in, that I could do that and be that way and win. I started the show because I wanted to start a show and I love poker. It just evolved. Into, and, and here's the other thing. Like, Doug Polk plays on his show. Brian played on the bike. Ryan plays on this. JJ, who was the owner, played on the bike. Like, I can name everyone who does it, but for some reason, because we're at the top and because I'm a winning player, I'm fucked. Yeah, they're talking about you because you are successful. Yeah. So, but now I've learned that. And at the, dude, let me tell you something. When the show first started and someone actually called me a nit, it bothered me. Like, that's how, that's how un, that's like how Such unready. A man. No, shut up. That was how unready. Wait till they start calling him old man high, coffee. Yeah, that's how unready I was for all of this. And she doesn't believe me. Now I don't care. Was it but it took me a while to figure it out. Was it Danielle that got you? What was it? The oh, the balloons for <laughs> 11 loot losses in a row or something. Yeah. Do you ever think that it was you that was causing us to not get along? And now you're better and now I can tolerate you? No. Oh, yeah. shit. I feel like my parents are fighting here. I don't know, I don't know what to do. No, I could, Calm I could, down, pro Mom I could and probably Dad. tell Where are the cats? You, I think I know why, but let's not talk about it now. Are the cats locked up? Okay, I've, yeah, they're I, locked up. I, oh, okay. I have Bummer. taken over this interview, so go ahead, Nick. Okay, uh, that's okay. Uh, I some seem to enjoy. But, but in the same vein, position. where you were talking about, it feels really shitty to get accused of cheating yeah. when you didn't. When you didn't. So imagine what Robbie's gone through. Well, that's the thing. That's why I'm telling you, I never. Uh, to this day, I don't know. So I think to be, if you asked me what I like, my opinion, I don't think she did. But if you ask me to take a 100% stance on it, I can't do that. That would just be like, I don't know. So I've just said, I don't know. And I lean towards now because it's been a couple of years or a year and a half that I don't think so. Matter of fact, I just don't. But but I can't, I don't have the proof either way. My thing was, and not to bring the person into it, but my thing was really like accusing people of things. It was so hard for me. That's why I took such offense even to the Garrett thing as it went on more and more, like he started subtly accusing our show. He, he was adamantly accusing her. He took the money back. Like that, those were the things that started really souring me because I know, I, she, Valerie could tell you, I am so careful and she gets mad at me because like there could be so much circumstantial evidence and yes, you could say this and yes, I could say like, I believe Mark, I know he confessed, but like I believe that that happened even before the confession. I really did. If you ask me, I think he cheated. Yes, because of all the circumstantial evidence but I'm so careful with tagging someone like that because I'm a victim of it and so I just won't lean in until I'm sure but I thought you said you wouldn't accuse
accuse anyone of cheating unless you 100% have the evidence. And I, you just said you have circumstantial evidence. And you I, I, I didn't accuse him of cheating. If you asked me my opinion, I would say I would lean that way. Even and if, I never went onto a mic and said he did it. Even when you have the smoking gun, it's not 100%. That's right. It's, I never went onto my mic before his confession. I and told said, him that. You're just saying what I said. What that's I've right. Been saying. I understand that. I'm not saying that's not true. But I'm saying until he made the confession, I didn't come on the mic and adamantly say that it happened. But if you were to ask me my opinion, I'm not going to go out there and blast it. I'm not going to create a website on you. I'm not going to create a Twitter page on you like they did me. I'm going to have my opinion. I'm well, I'm entitled to it, but I'm not going to go out and do that until I know for sure. Um, and that's just the way I am. I mean, that's just how I am, you know, whether you believe in it or not. So... I'm curious about stirring the pot right now, and I know you fucking love it, and I kind of want to, okay. because I know you would. A lot of our guests come in like, I don't want to talk about this. I, don't, I feel like you would talk about anything. Okay. So I want to know. I'm going to fire off popular poker players, Okay. and I want you to tell me your opinion on them. Oh, fuck. No problem. <laughs> we already know Matt Berkey, but Garrett Adelstein. The guy fucked off his own mill ticket. I mean, just how fucking stupid do you have to be to have the softest fucking spot in town to make millions of dollars and then get all fucking panties in a wad over Robbie who fucking gave him money that he should not have had and then him donating that money to charity and then him buying in for a buck 35 when he made his mediocre comeback on Bally's. Did you catch Bally's the other night? They couldn't fill the fucking table. They were three-handed for two and a half I hours. I know, yeah. And that was the, at the beginning, not like, oh, we went and fucking... Is that the one that just they just did recently? With yeah. The viral let's like, table that, because I do want to <clears throat> ask your opinion about upcoming live streams at the Commerce and stuff, but okay. So Garrett, yeah, he's just fucking too full of himself. Uh, he's the guy that showed up on Survivor without an immunity idol and got kicked off the show when he could have been like, oh, I got my immunity idol. Fucking, that's how pompous and... Um, overconfident he is without being able to back it up. He fucked his shit off. He's lost millions of dollars behind it. He went from being the most beloved person ever to now it's like 60, 40, 70, 30, depending on, you know, which way the wind's blowing. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Conrad from Salt for Why. Um, I don't even think of Conrad as a poker player. Conrad, at first, everybody liked him because he was just like the cool laid-back stoner who had the cute laugh and whatever, you know, got an attractive look, mixed But you've been keeping up with like what people have been saying about him being a dealer. Oh, I, I mean, I think either... The octopus. Yeah, <laughs> I, I... He went on a spaces and told his whole spiel and then like, Christian came on like a day later and Nick had mentioned some stuff and the people that did that previous spaces was like, well, if we'd known all this shit when he was on the show, Conrad's like a cute little lap dog, you know, for the show. But the cute laugh gets annoying after three or four times. He's a losing poker player. He should have stuck with what he was doing, you know, dealing games and being the octopus and making sure the rake was fucking, you know, extra large and, getting his kickback and tips and whatever. That was his wheelhouse. You know, like, are you just going to live under Berkey's roof for the next 20 years being a losing player that gets backed and maybe makes a little money because Berkey will be like, I'm playing against Nick Hairball. Do you want a couple points on this or something like that? So I don't even look at Conrad as a poker player. As a personality, it's like a 40-year-old dating a 20-year-old. It's cute for a while. 
fuck, that's funny. No, that's an interesting. Uh, that's no offense a- to the twenty-year-olds uh, <laughs> in my life, Kara. I fucking love you, um, but there's just no substance there. Um, so recently, uh, Chris Moneymaker and Ebony put out that video. What do you think about them? I've never had any respect for Ebony. Uh, Why? I, I respect that she needs to make her money to take care of her family and things like that. Um, but Ebony still has that stripper mentality, like, fuck it, I'm just going to do whatever I have to do to make my money. I'm going to sell my soul to Nagy or Nagy or whatever his name is to be, become part of the ACR team. And I don't give a shit if you do that, great. But don't be trying to act like you're representing for the girls because I feel like I'm part of the girls club. And uh, I grew up with best friends being girls, three older sisters. I'm all about the future is female. So when that shit went down where she called out Donna, who is the sweetest fucking person ever, but don't get on her bad side. You know, dark, I've, se- I've seen Donna get mad. It's fucking wonderful. I love Donna. Dark Angel says, bitch. Ebony takes it thinking it's a guy. Then she double downs on it. I never really liked her before that. And not like I didn't like the way she looked or this or that. I just felt like she was a sideways person. And then after all that went down, I I have n- zero respect for Ebony. I just do not like her. I don't like what she's trying to represent for women in poker, which is probably my biggest gripe with her as an honorary woman in poker. I just, she fucking, nothing positive I've ever seen from her that I like. And Moneymaker? He's in an interesting spot because, uh, granted, he went through a death in the family, which had timing very similar. Nick went through this too. Um, you know, it's a tough time for everybody when that stuff goes down. But like you say, I, I want to get past the fluff and I just look at data and stuff like that. And, you know, you're a data person. You're like, okay, he released the tweet saying, hey, my family's going through some shit, so I'm going to just be, you know, off the fucking, you know, away for a while. He tweeted that within like a day of like talking about something else. And if somebody passes away and he's saying, oh, I'm going to the funeral this day. Well, the person passed away days prior to that. Mm -hmm. So he had lead time on that. Um, So I'm not saying he's using that as a massive excuse. But if you look at his timeline now, it's just football talk, football talk, this talk, that talk. And that interview he did with Ebony, uh, the recut that. Dougie's guy did what's his name seriously whatever um not really a fan of uh Doug's group but that fucking you get an editor like that oh man it's Thomas Keeling Thomas Keeling has fucking chops yeah he yeah if you want to grow your brand fucking get him on board he's a good dude um so I feel like Chris is between a rock and a hard place you know he did grow poker but he grew poker because of the situation and the timing not anybody who was in that same spot would have been, you know, in the spotlight as growing poker. Um, then he opened up his club and it got shut down right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, that sucks. I guess the moneymaker tour is, you know, some good shit. But anybody shilling for ACR, not like shilling like, oh, we're a storm or we're this or whatever, but trying to make excuses for them dropping the ball a hundred different ways to Tuesday and doing that hundred thousand dollar, a hundred thousand dollars to, to that was so it. ridiculous. It's just so stupid. And plus you're encouraging people to create more bots on your site. Right. When there's already, and those sites have no 
reason to not want the bots there because the bots pay rake, the bots win, so they're not going anywhere. The bots don't have to go to church on Sunday, so they can't play. They play 24-7, which I think is hilarious. So they the, can't notice that. <laughs> do you think Nagy or any of the uppers have anything to do with profiting on the bots? Well, I don't think they directly create the bot. Just from the way you said whatever. indirectly. Rake, right? Indirectly so indirectly. is what you're saying. They're playing 24-7. They're yeah, winning, right. so they're not going away, and right. they pay rake. So there is tons of money to be made by having bots on your site. Why would you want them to go away? Especially if you're greedy. Yeah. Okay, so uh, uh, I really like her. You like and I, uh, no, 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 no. I, I really like the person I'm about to name. Oh, okay. But I'm doing this for the clicks. There you go. Okay, for the for the for the fans. Jamie Kerstetter. Just Jamie. Well, off the top, Jamie's an attorney. Yeah. And I love my attorneys and whatever. Um, she's just a very, very well-rounded person. Yeah, I agree. That's what I like about her. Good poker player. Does good commentary. You know, just. She good for the game. Good for women in poker. She likes her pets. You know, she's very there for the women in poker. Um, could not say a single negative thing about Jamie. If if the game had you know a hundred thousand Jamie Kerstetters, we'd yeah know. we'd be better off. Fuck yeah. You got any? Uh... No, I hadn't thought about that. Any names, huh? Um, Alan you Kessler. Fight... Yeah, Alan Kessler. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you probably, do you... you give him any grace for the 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 way he is? Well, there might be something he's going to tell you that will surprise you. No, it's well. Originally, when when I started the Poker Karen account, I was Karen Kessler. Karen Kessler. <laughs> <laughs> and I started the account. Giving out coupons for ninety nine cent burgers. I, I had some projects I was working on, and I go, I need to learn Twitter analytics, and I don't want to fuck off my uh, regular Twitter, which I did. I like turned it off, not knowing that after a month it's just fucking gone. So I lost like I don't know tens of thousands of followers from like my kink world and the porn world and whatever, and a little bit of poker. So, oops, sorry. Um, but no, I just want to learn analytics, and um, and I have a rule like if a meme takes more than five minutes to make, it's not worth fucking making. I I wanted my signature thing to be just like my memes are shitty, but they're funny. But I'm not like I'm literally on Microsoft Paint making my memes. Jesus, yeah, it's that bad. I don't even have Twitter on my phone. You can break into anything, but you use Microsoft Paint. Paint 3D. Yeah. <laughs> It's a choice. So you've got a balanced range. Yeah. Um, so it started off just to kind of goof on Kessler, but more just to get analytics and whatever. And the best way to describe Alan is he's just awkward and he knows he's awkward. And what he enjoys is not necessarily what other people will enjoy. But it's fun kind of just going along for the ride to watch. I recently unfollowed him because you can only, like, get so many plain burger critiques and oh this tournament sucks critiques and whatever so he's got his wheelhouse he, he's highly successful otherwise because i ran financials on him and i was like the dude was smart like he worked 20 years hard put all of his money aside paid for all of his you know regular bills and whatever through playing poker and then when he retired he's just like he really i'll give him props because he sincerely fucking loves poker he's not doing it to try to get laid he's not you know, he's like, I love to travel. I love poker. That's my life. Uh, he's got a big following. Some of his takes are shit, but, you know, who am I to talk? Um, like I say, I don't follow him recently because it's just, it's too redundant. It's it's like watching the same mediocre movie over and over and over again. <laughs> All right, two more just because we brought in one big mic. How about Ingram and Polk, and then we'll go on to another subject. Uh, no, I have one that I want to ask. <laughs> and then we'll go to that one. 
love Joey. I don't really, uh, although Joey's a poker player, I don't really like have never looked at Joey as a poker player. I look at him more as a, a content creator and a voice in the community. Um, and what he does is tough because, you know, Joey has a lot of struggles with just, you know, everyday life and whatever. And to, you know, do 12 hour streams and this and that and whatever. I, I think Joey wants to do a lot more than he is, although he is doing a lot. But I just think it's... Are his struggles emotional, are you saying? Because I don't know what you mean. I'm sorry, I don't. I'm, I'm, you want to just not answer? I don't care because I don't know. No, just, just life in general. Like, you know, okay. when, when you're in the spotlight, you need to, you know, for every month you're in the spotlight, you need three months out of the spotlight to it. decompress. Okay. It's it. just, um, it's just tough. And I, I don't know if he has the emotional fortitude to really be out there all the time doing what he's which good is why at. he takes breaks right often, and yeah. i respect that he is trying to find that balance mm. and that when he really needs to get away from it all you know he goes home to his family his parents and stuff sure, like sure. that and chills. you know what's interesting about him is that like a lot of people once they take time off they come back they it, it takes a while to get back in the swing of things he, he ramps boom he yeah he just instantly gets a, a lot of views he instantly gets a, a following back like he he just doesn't lose any momentum it's wild he's like figured this out and it's nice when you know you just have to say joey and you know we're talking about joey yeah. ingram you know like he yeah. is yeah made a name for himself and doug <sighs> I really like Doug. I don't know if you've met him in person. I haven't, and maybe that would change my opinion. Uh, as a poker player, yeah, respect the shit out of him. As a person, I don't know. He's just fucking all over the place. Yeah, I, again, he's one of those people that when I met him in person, it is not the same person that you see in his videos or back in the day. He's like so kind and charming and generous. Like I was shocked. I thought I was going to fucking hate him. I really liked him. I probably like Doug. I don't like Doug's character. Like the character that he portrays himself That's as being. And I think in the same That's way fair. that you have this character. I right, think he's exactly. doing the same kind of thing. Like, I think Do you I'm, like your character? The the Karen thing or whatever? Yeah. I, I didn't put a lot of thought into it. When I first started doing it, I like say I, I was the Karen Kessler just You've trying to get some analytics. Too. You've taken breaks from Twitter. Well, not not even really like breaks, like I'm done with this. Like I should just yeah, delete this account that? type stuff. What's like, the back and forth? <laughs> it's why am I wasting all my time on yeah. this stuff? You know, like when Jack four was going on, I, I had a very vested interest in, you know, getting to the bottom of things. You know, I did my research. I analyzed the living shit out of stuff. I wanted to know the character of the people involved and stuff like that. That was interesting. Now it's just like, you know, who cares about some of these little yeah. controversies? Um, but as I said, highly disappointed when, uh, the WSOP was just like, oh, we don't care that somebody's wearing spy glasses at the table type shit. It's, uh, kind of the reason I've kind of come back. And most people are like, we liked you back when, when you were funny. You're not funny anymore. Uh, it's like, I'm concerned. Everybody is so focused on the integrity of online poker when the integrity of live poker is way more at risk. Okay, so I want to make a comment about that. If someone's wearing, I actually didn't see those posts of yours, but um, if someone's wearing like the Google glasses or whatever and they're finding a way to cheat or marked cards or whatever, if there's technology involved, I do think that we don't have a sophisticated enough First of all, we don't have a way to implement um, any sort of criminal charges onto people. Right. There's no fucking and, repercussions. And I, so, 
the DOJ, I don't know if you, if you've, I don't know how much you know, because I have you blocked, but the DOJ, uh, I met with them and they came with like a pencil and paper and they're like, okay, like tell us about the signaling. Like they don't, they were not sophisticated enough. Yeah. Yeah. They, like with, uh, with Mike Postle, right. It was electronic cheating. Right. They just like, they were not sophisticated enough to be able to do that. I'm like, so did you guys scrape the servers? Like, what have you guys done? What? Well, well, we know we went over there and talked to them. And, and it, they had like the, their notes on a, you know, on a, with a pencil and paper. And I'm just like, even if this guy was cheating with glasses somehow, I, I, I wouldn't know how. But they would not be able to investigate that. They don't have the technology. They're always behind the criminals by 10 years at least. Thank God. <laughs> right? I mean, okay, no comment. No, the, the, the reason the Department of Justice gets better at stuff is because they learn from the criminals. Like we're teaching them they're always way behind the curve and even if the doj was able to put a case together against possible they wouldn't have been able to get a prosecutor who is smart enough to be able to prosecute the case right which is kind of how oj so they don't understand the game becoming innocent just because the prosecution was not as good as the dream team that was representing him they, they don't more. understand the game they don't understand technology and they um, there's no laws that they can use to uh to criminal to they're like the people making shitty anyone. movies that aren't saying, like, what's the nurse have to say about this? What's the cop have to say about this? Yeah. What's the criminal porn dude have to they're, say about this? They're the Simpsons police force currently when it comes to poker enforcement. They had about as much evidence on OJ as they would if they had him on camera, and they just fucked it up. Yeah. It's true. And plus having cameras in the courtroom, which was kind of... Mm-hmm. I had a client at the time, and he was from Kenya, and uh, he'd always be like, Greg... You have to come over to uh, watch the OJ thing with me. And I'm like, well, he doesn't know. I know the criminal system right and left, right? Uh, and that the business he happens to be in that I'm supporting with inventory, uh, that inventory came in a sideways way too, buddy. So he's very naive to stuff going on. Whereas his wife was like, you know, fucked every rock and roller in the 60s and 70s. And she was, he never cussed. And she was just like, fuck this, fuck that, whatever. It's a crazy couple. Did, but neither did of them. Did know she did? Yeah. Oh, okay. Open. She got approached to write like a very interesting book about it uh, at the time. And she was like, now I'm going to go to Africa and write a book about the big cats or something like that. And that's how they met and happily ever after or whatever. Um, But they were both like, oh, my God, the the court system. This is really interesting to watch. And I'm like thinking, "Uh, not at all, because this is not a representation of the court system because the prosecutor is supposed to have all this power and the defense is supposed to be like really hurting. You could have like a really shitty case and still, you know, the prosecutor's probably going to win it. The prosecution was just over fucking whelmed in that case. It was a disgrace to the legal system. And plus Johnny Cochran's a fuck. It was a beast. Yeah. Fuck yes. He got off so many people. I, I, I looked at his body of work. I'm like, this guy's a fucking genius. That dude's got off more people than Linda Lovelace. Like he. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Johnny Cochran. Best lawyer ever. I, I've had some lawyers in my day. Holy shit. Where you're just like in Chicago. I, uh, I fell with like uh, 64 pounds of weed, right? Which is a fucking joke. Like an embarrassment in my business to get busted with 64 pounds of weed. And everybody out there was like, oh my God, that's a lot. And they were saying, oh, the street value is about three grand a pound. So it's 200,000 bucks worth of weed. Your bail is 200,000. Oh shit. This is in the 90s. We need to, you know, coming up with the money and eh, not that hard. Showing where it came from, hard. 
But guys would be going to court and they'd be like, oh, I got this shit beat. They didn't do whatever. And the bailiffs, like, bringing people back and forth into the courtroom, they're like, no, the cops are going to lie. They're going to do this. In my case, the cop just blatantly lied on the witness stand, just made up an entire crazy story. And I'm just sitting there going, oh, this is fucking different. Like, I've seen some shit in California, but Chicago? And they stole, like, $16,000 from me. They used my cell phone till fucking I turned it off. They were some scandalous shit. But I had this attorney, uh, Frederick Cohn, where if you ever read this guy's bio, you're like, I, I read some stuff uh, after his obituary. And they said, like, if you're caught with a gun in your hand and a dead part, you know, dead body right in front of you, call Frederick. <laughs> He'll get you out of it. And uh, Fred, we beat that shit out of prelim. Just shredded that dude. And I don't even know if it was like the fact that he shredded him so much or he was just such a well-respected attorney that they were just like dismissed. And I was like, okay, let's. There are some really well-respected attorneys that have been around a while that, like you said, just them walking in, you're off. Yeah. And there's other things behind the scenes that, you know, go on with that. Definitely. But that's life, right? Yeah, I've had some attorneys where I'm just like, oh, fuck, I'm in good hands. Like, <laughs> like I fucked up hard, but doesn't matter because I can afford good attorneys. Well, let's let's go to a possible federal pinch. I wanted to talk about this. Oh, There's a cool. story out there that I heard recently that you tried to rob a bank. <laughs> That's false. Okay. Two banks. <laughs> you tried to rob two banks? <laughs> and, and I heard someone say told me that you only wanted to do it to see how it felt now victoria's like what so uh, no I'm, i'll just be completely honest with you and i told nick that i would be and he said you were cool with it like a lot of this shit sounds made up like i'm i just don't think there's 100 percent truth to everything you're saying right which is good yeah whatever right I mean, that's I sent you that one uh, YouTube thing where it was like, I'm like, you're going to think I'm full of shit on a lot of these things. So yeah. this is just something a random friend did uh, the uh, one time at Greg's house. But uh, anyhow, I was like, I can't remember where I was in my 20s. Must have been really early in my 20s because I worked in uh, Century City, Beverly Hills when I was 20. And one of the banks I went to hit was that same bank where I used to cash my checks back when you actually got checks. So. I don't know. I was just like, and I'd known some bank robbers over the years, all the way down to Juvenile Hall. Uh, there was a Mexican dude in there who just loved to talk about all the banks he'd done. And uh, so anyhow, I was just like, it wasn't really about the money because back then if you did a note job where you just walk in with a note and go like, give me all the money, it's like $1,500 with the average back then. So um, you're better off just, you know, taking out a, a car or something like that. But it was just something I felt like I had to get out of my system. So... I lived in L.A. and plus I was in a halfway house at the time uh, after having got popped on something and then going through the system a little bit. And then they threw me in a halfway house, which was a prisons for profit type thing, where it was like a privately owned halfway house where yeah, they're they just a killing them and drug uh, rehabilitation it. houses. It's so, <clears throat> so fucking wrong. Yeah. This guy drove a convertible Porsche and the not the plate, but the frame around it said prisons for profit. And then the plate said something kind of yeah, sideways like big, that. Massive. And they would take anybody. Like, we had murderers and shit in there. <laughs> like, murderers that had, like... And the you state know. pays for it, right? It was a huge right? check to have someone check in. Well, that's the thing. The state, back then, to keep somebody incarcerated was maybe, like, 35000 a year. You could have a private contractor, 35000 a year, and instead of paying the guards 25 30 bucks an hour back then, like, these were minimum wage dudes. Like, mm-hmm. I was at that halfway house, and I'm not a drinker at all, but I'd met this girl at work, and she was like, let's go get drinks. 
fucking stupid. So we went and had beers, and I thought, well, I, I get back late when everybody's pretty much, you know, asleep anyhow. So I'm just going to roll in, go straight to my bunk and nothing. But it was laundry day, and we had to, like, grab our laundry. And it was me and two other guys, and the staff member goes, who's been drinking? And I'm, like, thinking, fuck. But at the same token, since I was the guy who came in late every night, um, I was the food guy. I was the guy that stopped the jack-in-the-box and bought, like, 50 of the two-for-99-cent tacos. And then I brought them in and sold them for a dollar a piece to everybody. And I would buy the staff food and things like that. So I knew what all the staff always ate. And this guy always ate, I think it was like double bacon cheeseburgers or something like that. Or so, uh, cause there was a Burger King on the corner up. This was a converted racquetball court. They just made dormitories out of it and you already have the locker room. So that's your showers and stuff. And, uh, so the guy goes, who's been drinking? I go me double bacon cheeseburgers. And he just goes, go to your bunk. So you, you, so you could pay off the staff because they're making like five bucks an hour. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm in this halfway house, and they think I'm working here, and they think I'm working here, and they think I'm going to tech school at night. So I'm just gone all day. And we're not supposed to have cars, but we all park our cars over at Denny's. And um, so I'm like, I'm going to fly to Vegas for the day and rob a bank. It's just, it's just something that's in my system I got to do. So uh, fly to Vegas go to the bank and I think the bank closes at like four or something like that, but it closes at three. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go about a hour and 15 minutes in. I don't see a guard. I'm just doing the note. Got my disguise and shit going on. And uh, back then you took um, sunscreen. You could mix sunscreen with Vaseline and put it on your face and it would blur what the camera was picking up. So like pixelator or whatever. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go in. I go in and the guard locks the door behind me. So off the top, I'm like, I never saw a fucking guard. So what the fuck? And I didn't realize they're closing in 15 minutes, not an hour and 15 minutes. So it's like they lock. So you're locked in with Vaseline and sunscreen. <laughs> so thick you know, layers so, on your face. So the people that are, you know, are getting done with their transactions, the guard will unlock the door and let you out, but they don't want new business coming in. I had just got in under the wire and then I'm like, holy fuck. I'm gone. So fly home. Thought I had it out of my system. Mm, one more. And I knew this one in uh, Century City. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to make the same mistake. I'm going to make sure I have the hours right. And I'm doing it on foot, but I have like change of clothes, go through this hallway and this high rise and all this shit. So I'm like, dude, this is the part you're not going to believe. So I'm like, okay, I'm going in. And right as I'm about to go in, an armored car shows up. And I'm like, well, those fuckers have guns. I don't want anything to do with that. So, and I've been in this bank plenty of times to know, like, there's no guard. So I'm just going to wait till the armored fucking car people go through, because otherwise I'm ready. Got my note and all that stupid shit. And uh, clear fingernail polish on your fingertips But, but and wouldn't stuff. the armored guards be taking away all the money, most of the money that was deposited? I, the, the bank has to have, the, you know, the uh, enough guards float. go and they take the big money and the change in the bags but the money that's in the teller that's what he's saying that he's only going to get about 1500 or a few thousand because that's all they have there when you so get you a flew note. all the way to vegas paid for flights to yeah, go rob like them say, for it, it was, 1500 bucks. yeah it wasn't he about the money it was money. just an experience type thing let him talk stop talking for him well really you know not, the cop really the criminal i feel like him. he's he's I'm like really speaking for, for you before i said he already said that it wasn't for the money then i just repeated it that's it i'm not answering for him he no i just that. think i just to me in my mind, I'm like, I'm not going to go fucking spend, I don't know how much air for it was back then, but 
like 80 bucks or something probably 80 bucks why well, we're talking 30 40 years ago yeah now i'm showing my age so so i'm like oh shit armored car gotta wait so as i'm waiting the cops roll up deep on the street holy shit i think i'm not completely sure but i think what happened is somebody across the street was robbing another bank so i'm just like eating the note and it was good because that way I didn't put myself in harm's way and I totally had it out of my system at that point. Never again have wanted to hit a bank. I, so I've been, I'm picturing you again with uh, Vaseline, sunscreen, clear nail polish on all of your fingertips, eating a note in a car. <laughs> Not in a car. I was on foot. Oh, on foot. Okay. So we got that. All yeah. right. Yep. I don't know if I have anything else. What uh, you got? Vanessa Cade. Oh, geez. That was the one you wanted to get out. <clears throat> okay. Uh, I think Vanessa's great for the game. I don't know enough about her. Uh, I've read recently when all the controversy was, you guys should leave ACR because I did this when I was with this company and that and whatever. Uh, kudos for her body transformation. I didn't even realize she used to be a bigger girl and she'd lost a lot of weight or whatever. I don't know much about her. Yeah, her and Berkey got into a fight recently. Right. So that was over the, that, yeah. Yeah, over the ACR stuff. Yeah. I'm just I, curious what you're She's Canadian too, then. right? Everything she happened. She is, yeah. Good happens in Canada, right? Yeah. When yeah. did you move to the States? Uh, the year Obama got elected in November. You probably know that year, right? What's that? <laughs> What's year? Say Obama? That, like, literally, I think that week during the election. Yeah, wow. that's how I remember it. It was a year of hope and change. It was it, yeah. It was. Yeah. I put such a massive billboard up. Well, one of my stores had a big sign above it, which we didn't know. And it was leased out to Clear Channel or whatever. That was part of our revenue stream. But I um, hate to disappoint everybody, but I never vote because, you know, early in life I was a felon and we weren't allowed to vote. And then when they were like, okay, you can vote as long as you're off parole or whatever. But in 35, 40 states, uh, which is where I get a lot of my information, you can go look at the voter registration stuff and you get everybody's up to date addresses and birth dates and voter affiliation and stuff like that. And I've lived a very under the radar life. Uh, up until this moment. <laughs> so, you know, it's, um, so being registered to vote is something I didn't want to do as far as revealing identity or where I might live or something like that, even though everything goes through a mail drop. But I was very big on Obama and that year my mom lived with me well i won't say she lived with me she lived at one of my houses that i didn't live at but i'd moved her in there because i ran a business out of it and i just thought it'd be cool for her to be around people and we talked a lot of politics and she made a lot of mention of things that were on the dvr from the playboy channel which i had not even thought to delete it's a lot of spitting in porn these days what's up with that <laughs> what to tell you mom my family's super open about you know sex and lifestyles and whatever like uh, my mom helped me design my last dungeon. So um, so I put a massive fucking Obama signs up on the billboard above one of my stores. So I was totally into it. So you, interesting, coming over as a Republican and then Obama's here. and Yeah, know. I was not for Obama when I first, uh, first got to the States. What do you think about Nick's uh, political stance? You guys ever talk politics? Oh, yeah, all the time. Oh, yeah. Never. Yeah. <laughs> It's I'm just, not a Republican. He's more right-wing than Republican. No, I'm not more right-wing than Republicans. I think Republicans are a bunch of dirty rhino swamp rats, and uh, they're hypocrites. At least do at least 
the other side does what they say they're going to do. Well, how do you vote then? You vote Republican. Well, yeah. N- n- well, hold on. If if I vote this year, even though Trump is, if he again, he'll get the ballot. I, yeah. I know. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and when he does, um, even though he re- represents the Republican Party, he's just way different. So I will vote for him, but I wouldn't vote for Chris Christie. I wouldn't vote for Nikki Haley. She's a total war. So you, she's a total warmonger and part of the uh, industrial complex. The war, the the. Uh, so I just. Would you vote for Biden over no. them? No. So then you would vote but for them. I would not vote for Chris Christie or Nikki Haley. I would not. If give Chris them Christie my vote. was against no Biden, no Chris Christie's he's just no no, no just hypothetical. I know you have. So do you not vote at all if you don't like a candidate? Yeah, so I don't know why that's not understandable. I would not vote. So your question is, who would you vote for? And his answer is, I wouldn't vote. Yeah, that's Unless it's Trump. Gotcha. Well, not only unless it's Trump, but it, like, you know, right now, and I don't know if he's for real because there's no no track record, I think I would vote for uh, Ram Swamy. I I really like what he has to say. But I I don't know if, if he's full of shit or not yet. He is. He could be. He could be. But, but he's a really good talker. No, he's, his communication skills are off the charts. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I, I might vote this year just to do it. Oh, you can vote? Yeah. Although I went to the DMV recently well, I mean, to doing such a get a license because be I misplaced mine. And this would it's, be an easy check mark. It's automatic that they register you or whatever. You have to like fill out paperwork to not do it. And I was like, eh. But I might, uh, I might register under, uh, I've had the same mail drop for 15 years or something like that. You have that address I now. I have it, yeah. Um, my ginger address. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you ever um, troll someone and then slowly start to like them? I might already like them before I troll them. Yeah? Yeah. I just might troll them because I think they need to be put in check a little bit or need some things pointed out to them. What are your what are big things that people do that trigger you to start trolling them? Besides like yeah, they they can't take it, but like what are uh, like w- with Nick, you you started trolling Nick and then now you're going after Berkey. Like what is what are what are like your triggers? Yeah, sorry, I'm just repeating myself at this point. Um and like I said, I don't necessarily know if I'm going after Berkey, but I don't like that if he spews some bullshit and he gets called out on it, like legit receipts where he knows he fucked up, that he doesn't... He gives himself a lot of grace where he wouldn't other people. He, yeah. he needs to start off the show and say, hey, you know, a couple of days ago I said this and let me just get set the record straight, blah, blah, blah. Do that? Fuck yeah. But there's I, ego involved there and you well, know that's that. that's the problem. Berkey's yeah. ego. Everything is ego with him. Um, I feel like you have a responsibility uh, when you're, quote unquote, the media to... Not, you know, if if you're a pillar of the poker community, don't deceive your own poker community. You know, go on Reddit and talk about something else that doesn't have to do with poker if you feel like trolling. So with Berkey, just a checks and balances thing. I just want him to, instead of doing a 10 second, oh, so yeah, I might have my info wrong on that and just move on to something. And I listen to him at two times speed anyhow, so the apology's half as long. So I just totally <laughs> so, fucking miss it. Is there someone that you wish you had gone after when you, like, with some hindsight? No, man. Like, I don't know if I started that account to really go after people. It was just cute little memes to begin with or whatever. And then the Jack 4 went down, and I was like, it's just fuck that Robbie has to wake up every day and hear a bunch of shit 
until things resolved. Um, and you, I think our falling out tweet was, um, Robbie was saying something to defend herself or whatever. And you just said, you know, we're working on a good investigation. Just let, you know, don't throw out a, you know, there's no need to defend yourself right now. Just let the investigation play out. It's going to be fine. You, you know, don't preemptively try to, um, cause that is literally like that happened. And then I message you, which I never message people saying something like, Oh, here we go. And then it was like block. And I think he's possible or part of the possible crew or whatever. And as Nick was saying earlier, like when they're accusing him of cheating or signaling or whatever, it's like, you don't want to wait till that conclusion happens. Cause in the meantime, you're getting dragged through the mud and you feel the need to defend yourself. So I felt like, you know, Robbie, you know, had every right in the world to be defending herself for something that she didn't do anyhow. So, you know, what's funny to me is that like you, I mean, you're, you're very perceptive. Robbie is, um, her personality is like, doesn't gel with me. Like I'm, I'm just not a fan, like whether or not, whatever happened with Jack four, but just like, she strikes me as like pretty narcissistic and she is the kind of the, she's the most important person in the room. Like I spoke with the LA times reporter who like waited for her and just the way she talks about herself, it's a little off putting to me. And I'm surprised that didn't put you off. Um, with me and Robbie, uh, and we've barely spoke, barely, barely spoke. Um, to me, what mattered was the Jack four. what happened. Like yeah. I, I just want to get to the bottom you didn't of care this. How she came across. I want to do my own investigation. Uh, well, I did look into her character, and I, you know, looked into Charles a little bit, and I looked into Rip. Uh, did a lot of research on. I Rip. mean, there's a lot of shady shit going on there. With with like her, uh, is that her husband? Like she's with Rip all the time. Are they in an open relationship? Which uh, you know happens a lot too. I don't know. It just seemed like what she was saying didn't match what she was doing. Well, sometimes let me say this: sometimes people will fudge about their personal life that they're embarrassed of or they're trying to hide of course to yeah. you know in the process of still being like right in the other way like so she probably was getting hit for all the personal stuff and was juggling the truth there but that didn't take away i think for what he's saying is that if she didn't do it that's a separate why not issue. just say like hey i'm in an open marriage like what rip does with his wife is just well, his. maybe business. they weren't yeah well that's what i'm saying it seems like they were but but Look I think your take is really well is like the shit was flying at her from every yeah. single direction. So you want to talk about I'm a cheater. You want to talk about this. Yeah. Now you want to get into my personal life. Yeah. Um, I just never really had an interest in what was going on in her personal life. Yeah, to me, I just that to was me, focused like, on okay, the hand. Is it? But you're interested in other people's second. personal lives, hmm. but just not her. Um, I think maybe when I first started looking at it, I perceived that maybe it is a lifestyle thing or maybe there is some open relationship there, but I don't have anything to go off of. And I'm going to be biased because, you know, I'm surrounded by people that are polyamorous and open relationships and do stuff like that, too, which I think is healthy in relationships because to, you know, be like, I'm going to bang the same person for the next 80 years. I just don't think we're wired that way. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, and I don't think, like, when it came to that, the reason why her personal life mattered, uh, in fairness to some of the people that were curious about it, was because of the relationship with Rip, and, you know, maybe there was something here, and he bought her in, and so they were paralleling it, but at the end of the day, her personal life with her husband, with Rip, 
really with anyone else isn't anyone's business and isn't a factor if she was being a little unethical in her marriage that she act. It doesn't mean she cheated. So my point is, is I just think like when people attacked her for her personal life and, and were making that the focal point, I think that's just for uh, people wanting drama and wanting to, you know, talk about shit that's none of their business. Right, but that's not, that wasn't my point. My point is that he does attack people for their personal lives and dives into it and he didn't with her. That's yeah. what I was asking yeah, him yeah. about. That, not whether or not that yeah. makes her a cheater. I wasn't addressing I don't, that. Yeah. I wasn't addressing that to your I don't your think comment. there's anything wrong with polyamorous lifestyles yeah. either. Well, we don't okay, know if but, she had one. But, but who was getting the brunt of that? Not Robbie. Well, I won't say not Robbie, but who was getting the brunt of husband. it who wasn't involved? Savannah. Oh, the, the uh, wife. Rip's wife. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that, that sucked. And I really felt was, bad for her. There was a lot of ugly going on with people going after Savannah. Yeah, they, they were going the after kid. her. Oh, yeah. Oh, I felt terrible for her, especially yeah, since she just had a baby. Time. Like, oh man, I exactly. couldn't imagine what she was going through. Which was through. another reason I just did not want to and go in that I direction. Felt the same way. It seemed because like Savannah she was in was, shock because Savannah, had, you know, nothing to do with any of this, and she was the one who was getting the brunt of it. Yeah, and she was the one who was the most emotionally fragile, and like say, just had the kid and all that stuff. So uh, that's when I started deep in digger digging deeper into Rip and seeing his background, uh, you know, when he was in the electrician's field, the boxing stuff, uh, his agriculture stuff, nothing really even to do with the CBD because I think really the money-making stuff and what impresses me about Rip as a business person is his ties to agriculture, which I think with legalization of weed going on in right now, that his um, connections and expertise in agriculture just in regular crops, if that could transition over into hemp or, you know, marijuana, then, you know, that and owning a, you know, uh, CBD based company, uh, that guy's got a winning hand if it all happens to come together, if that happens to be his goal or whatever. So the few things I posted about Rip was just to give people more background to kind of humanize it and whatever. And Rip doesn't really follow anybody. And he followed me for a little bit. I think maybe showing me like the doors open if you want to talk about stuff. And that's just not really... I don't really reach out to I people they, like that. Again, so it was some, Savannah that I was concerned I, I, about. I agree with you. That was that was a raw deal for her. Um, I think him and Robbie had some kind of business together with toothpaste, maybe CBD toothpaste or something. So they she, were connected. That she mentioned too. that really early on. Yeah. But I don't know much that's about so it. interesting. That's a weird way to get CBD in your system. <laughs> or weed. Or I, I like don't remember. there's just so many better I, ways. To, to me, that was almost like a knee jerk thing that I that she said, I thought. Because that was just super early on. They were like, what's your connection? And she was like, CBD toothpaste. And I was like, "That is like maybe it's something, you know, they drunkenly talked about her at a bar one day or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it could just been, yeah, just the missile she fired. Rip CBD business is interesting, though, because it's very farm to, um, you know. Consumer? Yeah, it's it's good stuff. Like his plant that he has outside of, uh, what is it, Paw Rump? It's, like, it's pretty interesting to background him. Like, yeah. But also, you know, things are said about anybody who's in business things are going to be said so people will be like oh but when he was doing the electrician stuff this happened well fuck it. i grew up in the trades everything was union lots of shit happened like that's just the nature of yeah. business in general of course. i mean people have to understand too when you're in business um if you're in business 30 years you're going to be in lawsuits fuck people yeah. think if you're in lawsuits there's something wrong with you like you just go if you're not in lawsuits you're not in the gray area enough that in business, people go, you know, they want business advice from me. I say, work ethic, fucking, you're going to put some hours in. And to find the gray area, the money's in the gray. The money's not in the, oh, we're super fucking upstanding, whatever. The money's in the gray. So you're going to stray into the gray. So you might need lawyers. And also, competitors are going to come after you. Well, people yeah, are going to be pissed off. Yeah. Like, 
consumers, competitors. Just, just know you're going to be in litigation, and it's it's a a badge of honor. Like, oh, I'm in litigation. Fucking, then I'm making it. I'm I'm doing it right. Like, if you're not in litigation, you're not really fucking doing it right. I have to say that I'm uh, pretty shocked sitting here. You're kind of uh, destroying all these ideas I had about you. <laughs> Damn it. Um, and Sherry speaks very highly of you. And she did the other night. And I was like, yeah, fuck, whatever. I don't care. Uh, but you are. You come across. You're very intelligent. You you seem like you're pretty successful in life. Um, and you've probably you're you seem like you're thriving. So it's it's interesting. I think my perception is you're probably too smart for a boring life. And you're just like a kid kitty with yarn with you know trolling people online that's what you're just probably finding it fun and when it becomes boring you just stop yeah it like i've walked away four months at a time or whatever and like didn't miss it a bit like it does it's not like um a lot of internet trolls like that's that's all they have like those guys that sit around on spaces 24 hours a day just talking about the same shit over and over and you're over kind of and... the dexter of poker but you don't kill anybody <laughs> exactly which is probably good yeah i uh Two things. To Murder that, or something to take very to serious. Point. One, from communicating with him only on DM until this up here, I knew that you were going to say that because the vibe I got from just communicating with him is what you plus, what you just said. So I'm I so fucking shocked that the two of you are sitting here. Right. And friends. so I knew. Well, there were, is eight feet apart. I knew you were going to have that. Take, <laughs> We've got security. Back but here. I didn't want to <laughs> say it to you because I knew you'd come to it on your own conclusion. And then the second thing is when we were still kind of going at it. I, I said the same thing you said. I said, well, I'll give him this. This Poker Karen isn't an idiot because we talked on Spaces or I heard you. I'm like, and you even remembered me saying it. I said, he's very intelligent and he's very articulate and he's definitely not a dummy, which confused me because usually those type of people that will go to that level are just dopes. Yeah. Yeah. You remember I said that uh, at one point or maybe, maybe forgot. No, I, I caught wind of that where it's like we started having a mutual respect for each other where it was like, you know, these are people that have some intelligence and have ran businesses and been through some shit before. And uh, I started to slowly just not despise you. And it was weird because even Valerie said to me, how the fuck? Can you even be commu- like, I, I, I don't quote me exactly. How could you be communicating or how did this happen? Because like this guy put you through so much shit, but I don't even remember. God, he's got this bleeding heart too. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? Well, what does bleeding heart means? I forgive. Yeah. 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 yeah I was just looking for the bleeding definition. heart Republican. I'm not a Republican. <laughs> no, he he you literally like liberal. The, he could have the worst enemy in the world, and they'd be like, "I'm sorry, Nick. I didn't mean it. I went through rough times." He's like, "Oh my god, let me help you with everything." <laughs> Just like Nick, what are you fucking doing? It's a little bit of an exaggeration, but there's a, a lot of truth uh, to it. Whereas I hold grudges like a do mother. you actually? Oh my god! What's the longest grudge, or like what's the biggest grudge you've ever had, oh, or still god. have? Uh, you know, usually it's just like somebody I really trusted or cared for. Betrayal. Sideways. Betrayal. Yeah, betrayal is big I'm, on me. Like, okay. you, like you can come at me. I can give a shit. But if if you're close to me and you go sideways, okay. um, it's just why? Don't you, don't you think it's like painful to live life holding grudges? I try uh, to let shit go, to be honest. That's the biggest thing. Like people that really know me, they'll just be like, dude, like at some point you have to let things go. And I, uh, I'm very vengeful. I... But I also, I kind of came to the realization and a few people said to me too, um, because I'm very resourceful and, you know, I've been in the bad world and things like that. 
So when somebody wrongs me, I have to say like, I have to learn to reel it in because I am, I can say to myself, like I could fucking ruin that person a hundred different ways and I'm very creative and I have resources, but does, you know, how far do you take it? Like just because I'm capable of doing, you know, certain things or whatever to fuck somebody under, did they, do they deserve that? So, you know, how far I had a friend get, um, I think you're, I don't want to get your show demonetized here. They say essay, something assaulted somebody, Mm -hmm. uh, a dear friend of mine. And, uh, and they were friends too. And I started going after the person because, you know, fucking that's not right. But I had to reel it back a little bit and go like, you know, he's got a wife, just had a kid. But then again, they were in the bedroom next door to what this happened at. So how far do I go with this? Like I, you know, got a hold of his employer and started talking to him about it, talking to her about it, his employer, because he was in Vegas for a convention representing their company when this happened. So I was like, you know, it's this type of person you want representing your company. So you get, you know, when you're overly capable, you have to say like, okay, like I can do all this, but should I? So I've matured maybe in the last five years as far as that goes, but yeah, I've always been a vengeful person and I, uh, and it's super unhealthy, probably the unhealthiest part of my life. So the only, the only time I, you hit the nail on the head. The only time I extremely struggle with being, um, uh, that forgiving is if it's somebody I'm extremely close to and I get betrayed. That's a struggle for me. I still have the ability to do it. Um, if I feel I understand why it happened, but a couple things in my life that that is where like I told you when I was in when I was in that lawsuit with uh, the guy in uh, for the training company and we went into a two year lawsuit. Um, I was so betrayed. I mean, I was the executor of this guy's estate. We were like close friends. I was almost best friends with my partner who circumvented me with him. So when that happened to me and I got, and I, the betrayal was at my all time high. That's what I explained to you another time. I went through two years and they, uh, he wanted to settle with me and it was a fucking major thing in my life. It would have been better for me. But I was so fuck you over it that I spent over $2 million and let personal things happen to me that I could avoid it if I would have settled. And so it just depends what it is with me. That was something, and it's in, again, actually trolls me, it's in my book, but that's like something where like, if you really fucking hurt me and attack me and attack my family and, and do that, I'll fucking, I will bring the shovel. Yeah. Yeah, I had a spot when I first moved to Vegas. Um, I met this cam model, Sophia Locke, who does cam and porn now. And yeah, they were just kind of scraping by. Her guy went by the initial M. Um, and I met them. How I meet a lot of people, fucking. Um, and we were very close. At least once a week, we you know spent the whole you know evening together you know just having fun hanging out not not so much on the sex end of things or whatever although that's how we met but you know you you break bread with somebody it's different um like uh charlie carell put up something recently and said i usually don't out people but i'm gonna out this one person and it sucks because like my wife had cooked for him before and blah 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 and i said it's just such a different world when you break bread with somebody like you know things change when you start getting really close to them so 
uh, Sophia and M and I were close for, I don't know, like a year and a half. I helped grow her career and we did some really cool shit together and their stuff started falling apart because she wasn't bringing much to the table and she really like had a lot of life ahead of her and they're about a 20 year age gap and things like that. So that you could tell they were going to go in different directions. And my girlfriend, when I broke up with her, she tried to become instant friends with them. Like she kind of just tolerated them, but never really liked, like them, um, had no interest in Sophia sexually or anything like that. And then the first time I see them all together at like a party, uh, Sophia was fucking my girlfriend. And I was like, you gonna do that right in front of me at a party after I've broken up and you're like my best friend and you're fucking my ex in front of me. That's kind of weird. And so I just kind of said like, it's time to walk away. And that's, that's my thing with people. If I get really betrayed and it's something that that particular girlfriend had pointed out to, she goes, I don't want to ever get to that point with you where you just, I'll just turn my back and that person is just completely gone out of my life. Never going to say another word to them again. And that's kind of the hurtful thing is like, they know it's never going to get worked out if we get to that point because I can turn on a dime and just be like, I'm done with it. And in the midst of all this, my mother had passed away and I was just fucking floored. I didn't leave my condo for like nine months when this shit happened. And, um, out of the blue, I had had them blocked and hadn't talked to them in like a year. And out of the blue, I started getting some stuff coming in where I'm like, that's coming from them. And then they posted something on their Twitter about me, something very personal. And I was like, the fuck? So I unblocked everything and I go, where's this all coming from? Like, I had no association with you guys for a year. And uh, and it was more him and I don't really hold Sophia to the, you know, the flame on this. But I said, you know, I'm unblocking you so we can talk about this or whatever. So he responded with something or another. And then the very last thing he said to me was, your mother would be proud, blocked. And I was like, all right. It's the first time in a long time where I was like, I'm going to kill him. And I had to think really hard about it because I'm very resourceful. And if I put my mind to something, I'll do it, probably get away with it. Um, but to disrespect my mom like that when they saw what I was going through, I was like, holy shit that was fucking rough so you know something like that that's that's the closest i've been to like all right i gotta take somebody out because that's just wrong um like ruining this person's life isn't good enough but i let it go which was probably just because i was still in the mourning period and stuff like that but that was a really fucking dark time for me for for somebody to say that to me and they knew a little bit about my background, not a lot, but still knew, like, I'll fuck some shit up. That that was hard, but... Uh, yeah, it is. When someone knows you, like you said, breaks bread with you, they can... Is tough. They can say those things. Because, uh, like, random people online wouldn't know that about you. Right. right. So, yeah, that was... Uh, so, betrayal, that's, that's a tough one. But otherwise, you know, I... <laughs> I'll see people leave comments on some of my stuff and uh, I'll look at their profile picture and it'll be like one of my vanilla pictures from who knows where they got it or whatever. And I'm like, and they think they're trolling me and I'm just like, respect, like, where'd you get that picture from or whatever? I don't respond back because I just like, whatever. Uh, trolls go away when they don't have anything to feed off of. So, uh, and Learn that the hard way. Yeah, and I still get like, oh, so-and-so's the poker Karen. And I'm like, how many hundreds of different ways have I, I've posted 
how many pictures of myself now? And well, you've been blocked, but I like literally posted a, a slideshow. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that's when I was just like, I'm done with this. I'm going to literally post a slideshow of myself. And I did it with the Beatles song, like, and in the end. And it was like a, a 90 minute or 90 second, like, bye bye. Here's who I am. Fucking, and, yeah. you know, here's all my. I just used a bunch of pictures from porns because uh, I photograph like shit. But those porn photographers, man, they're good. Right? So do you do you now when you play poker and stuff, you just tell people who you are? No, and and I barely play now. But uh, one of the funny things was when I first started, when shit was hitting the fan, when accusations were going everywhere about HCL and whatever, and uh, I had uh, something I touched about on way earlier. You know, a lot of stuff about Nick and all these other people. It was already out there. It was just I just took it. Reddit on Reddit, and I was just like, all right, I'll just repackage it because I have a voice and I can repackage things a little bit better. And it got out there. It wasn't like stuff that wasn't already there. So some of the stuff was going out about uh, DG, DGAF. I always get that wrong. Uh, and it's funny being on your show because I'm blocked by not HCL, but I'm blo blocked by Hustler Casino. I'm blocked by Val. I'm blocked by DJF. I'm blocked by Max Payne Monday. I'm like blocked by Ryan, which fine. I'm like like not asking anybody to unblock me. We all have burners if we need to look at shit. Um, but uh, I was playing poker at Caesars, and some dealer was just going off about the poker care and talking shit about DJF, like he's the nicest guy. You know, I've dealt to him a million different times in this fucking poker care. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there going. <laughs> And, uh, but I do listen to people. And if somebody like attests to somebody's character that hard, like I laid off DJF, not he's because a, I had to. He's a great guy. Yeah, he really is. And he took the accusations of cheating harder than I did. And he lost his relationship with Garrett. He was literally like fucked up. Well, he was like ready to meet that one dude from Arizona, like halfway. I don't want to fucking signal boost him yeah. uh, to fight him because you guys initially thought that that guy was the poker Karen yeah, because we were using some of the same words or yeah, something like he that. He was off the rails. Yeah. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's a good guy. He really is. Yeah, he's a good dude. Funny, loyal. And, and just based on that dealer, just really hammering it home to, you know, yeah. players at the table for his 30-minute down that DJF was cool and, you know, fucking poker Karen's an asshole. I was just like, yeah, she got both right. <laughs> it was a he, but still. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I backed off of that because I do actually listen to what people say. Yeah. So. Okay. You have anything else? No. How about you? I want to leave anyone with anything before we do I'm this? I'm still in shock, just to be honest. <laughs> you good? I'm good. All right. Well, this is the Nick Fertucci Show. I am Nick Fertucci. And for Valerie, guys, the takeaway this here, this is the poker Karen is, don't respond or react, and it will go away. <laughs> That's the takeaway. This is the Nick Fertucci Show. Envy out.